4: Hello. Can anyone around here speak basketball? There it is. It's the Confederacy of Dunks basketball podcast. All right, baby. How you doing, Matt? Oh boy, what a day. What an emotional day we've had. We've had all day to take this stuff in. We've had all these great guests on. We have.
3: Oh, my God. I can't wait for everyone to hear. You you guys are going to have such a good time. It's a big, big episode we uh, got for all of our listeners on this big, big day. What happened? Everything happened. We traded away the franchise. We Uh, traded away DeMar DeRozan. Oh, my God. Number 10. Uh, Say it ain't so. I uh, say it a bunch of time in the podcast, but I have his frame jersey. <laughs> I don't really do that. Um, so for anyone who's uh, uh, never listened to Confederacy of Dunks basketball podcasts, our angle is that we're super-duper Raptors fans and NBA fans, and uh, – we have the odd writer on, the odd basketball analyst, but for the most part, it's performers uh, and, and people who have d- different things going on but are obsessed with basketball. Uh, on this episode, it hits so close to home, I had to bring some family members on. That's kay? right. The first guest is my mom, <laughs> all right? The third guest is my brother, Thomas. And I think the fifth guest is my father-in-law, Brian Winslow, <laughs> from Buford, South Carolina. We, we had to cover everything today. Yeah. Um. But, uh, yeah, you you, you can um, bounce around, do whatever you want to do. But, uh, yeah, we talked to my mom. We talked to uh, Ben Miner, who actually yeah. predicted this trade. Yeah. Uh, Alex Wood. We talked to Alex Wood. Katie we talked Heindel. to Thomas Rivas. Katie Yawa, Heindel. Tua. We've Tua. got a lot of
4: guests on in small chunks. That's right. Ben Davies. Yeah. But um, they anyone reason missing? For it? No, I think that's everyone. I think we yeah. got them all, right? Yeah, I think we got them all. Um, we are... Taking a little bit of a break because right. Freddie is in the Just for Laughs in Montreal.
3: That's right. If you are, are in Montreal on the twenty fourth, twenty fifth, or the twenty seventh, I'll be re- bringing my show Rap Battles there. It's uh, comedians battling each other in character. It's hilarious. So uh, please come check that out. And after, um, do we have Just to get tickets laughs? online, or do we? Can we yeah. come to the? Yeah, get tickets online. Yeah. You know, <laughs> this baby might sell out. It might be a hot yeah. show. Okay, yeah. um, it's. Uh, I think it's ha dot com. Okay. Um, after that, I'm going to be going to Newfoundland with my mom. I'm having the summer of Friday. Okay. Yeah. A lot's awesome. going on. So there'll, there'll be a little bit of a hiatus on the uh, podcast. Matt, you're also going on vacation? I am, yep. Going up to uh, do an air gun salute for Damar. That's beautiful. <laughs> he deserves it. Fire those air guns, okay? Yeah.
4: I'm would like. Yeah, i excited for you to go to Newfoundland and like look off of the rolling hills there and into oh, the yeah. ocean and really ponder what this DeRozan trade oh. means to you. Kiss the cod, they say? Kiss the cod.
3: Bathe yeah. ba- the whale? Is that what they say? <laughs> Bathe the whale? Shave an iceberg. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Thank you, everyone, for tuning in to this podcast. It's gonna be a yeah. it's gonna be a really fun time. We're trying a new format. We basically give everyone, you know, ten to twelve minutes, and we ask them what they feel about the yeah. trade. So let's just give you a, like a little bit of a primer for the trade in case you don't know the circumstances. Um, so the Raptors have traded Demar Derozan, Yaka Pertl, and a protected first round pick. Um, it's top twenty protected. So if they uh, if if it doesn't cash in next year. The subsequent year, it becomes two, uh, second round picks that will go to the Spurs. Uh, the Spurs in turn have given us Kawhi Leonard, Kawhi Leonard, the Kawhi Leonard you've been hearing about all summer. Um, and to salary match, they've thrown in Danny Green, which is quite a good player for a throw in, to be honest. Um, but yeah, if you like this podcast, uh, follow us on iTunes, subscribe. Yeah. You, subscribe can on Twitter, yeah. you can check us out on Twitter, at Dunks Podcast. You can check us uh, out on on Instagram. Come to our, yeah, at, at Dunks
4: Podcast. Uh, go to our website, dunkspodcast.com. We've got all the links there on the right. You can click on iTunes and Stitcher and uh, all the other podcatchers and stuff you want to use, and uh, that's pretty much it, guys. This show, uh, get ready because they're calling in like Fraser Crane, baby, and yeah, man, we got some good guests.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Fraser Crane reference, <laughs> I love it. I, uh, the was only time listening. I'm, uh, listening yeah. I'm a bad listener, so but uh, you know I tried to listen. Okay, everybody, <laughs> jeez. Um, cool let's let's get rocking yeah. So yeah the first guest is uh is my mom i hope uh, everyone enjoys this podcast and all you know, feedback's always welcome thank you so much Kathy Kathy Revis. um i am here with a very very special guest on a obviously very special day the guest is my mom um champion of all moms the best mom in the world um, <laughs> Kathy Rivas, mom, I love hi, you so Freddy. much. Hi, mom. Um, hi. I'm so f- glad to
4: be on your show. It's so exciting. Long time coming. Yeah, we've wanted Kathy on
3: for quite some time. Yeah. So. Uh, yes,
5: and and hi to you too, Matt. Hi,
3: <laughs> mom. <laughs> you're you're yeah. one of the biggest Raptors fans I know. Uh, you're one of the biggest DeRozan fans I know. Uh,
5: true. True. What do you? Yes,
3: what do you what are you feeling today? What's What's going on? Like, what's your first take on this trade?
5: Okay, well, I heard it this morning in the car around 8 o'clock this morning, and I was devastated at first. I just yeah. couldn't believe it. I felt so sad, and, you know, what I heard about what DeRozan said, how he just feels, you know, so blindsided and so You know, I felt really, really sad. And then when I heard also, you know, Kawhi, what he said about Toronto, You know, I'm just like, oh my gosh, this is not sounding good at all. Yeah, how's that
3: that for a one-two punch, eh? Yeah, nothing feels good. Yeah, there's a guy who loves (laughs) you and you're like, listen, go away. And then there's a guy who's like, I hate you. And you're like,
5: why don't you swing on by? (laughs) Yeah, totally, totally. I'm like, well, how can we be doing this to DeRozan? And why are we getting this loser that doesn't even want to come here, you know? Yeah, Yeah. you're, you're proud of this city. Yeah. I totally am proud of it. And, you know, just, you know, to have that combo, like you say, of losing someone that just, you know, personifies, you know, the love that we have for the Raptors and Toronto to be kind of like pushed out and, you know, to get someone in that I know is a superstar, you know, and, but, you know, seems totally, you know, Not wanting to come here whatsoever. Maybe that's his initial, you know, stance and hopefully it changes. But, you know, initially, like I said, I was just like, oh my gosh, this is horrible. I felt like a pit in my stomach. I felt sick this morning.
3: Yeah, because you're a diehard Raptors fan, and you understand the landscape, you understand that we've had a litany of guys who don't want to be here. Yeah. Um, yeah. And yeah. DeRozan's special. He really, you know, from the I Got Us tweet uh, in 2010, has really embraced the city, and he's he's kind of championed this um, us-against-everyone-else movement. You know, We the North is
5: And I is think DeRozan. it's a nice, sweet person, too, you know, someone that you just don't think of that's, you know, like... You know, that's one of these hardcore superstars that, you know, just, you know, yeah, doesn't really give do a crap about anybody. Seems like, like a good just, dad. Good dad, kids. you know, came out about suffering from mental illness and depression yeah. and yeah. God, I mean... It's sweet, sure. blindside the guy. Yeah.
3: We like just did him in the dirtiest possible fashion. Um, I mean,
5: I guess he can go cry in his bed of money. Yeah. No.
3: <laughs> okay. Mom. Yeah. No, um, no, I'm sure he does have a bed of money. <laughs>
6: Absolutely. Right? Yeah.
3: Um, okay. Well, you know but, what? I feel like, uh, as we talk to, uh, all the other folks who are going to be on the podcast and all their different reactions. We're going to have lots of looking ahead, lots of trying to figure out what the Raptors will look like, et cetera, et cetera. Um, because
5: okay, I just want to say, I guess you know, because we we'll probably have to cut off soon. But no, no, no yeah, that's say, time. <laughs> okay, as as the day has progressed, and I've just been like you know, calming down from the initial shock, and you know. I think if I want to look at it, you know, as a move for the Raptors, it it makes more and more sense to me when I move away from the emotional part. And, you know, I mean, you know, Kawhi against DeRozan, you know, I, I mean, that is if he's healthy because we, you know, that could be a possibility too, you know, it's like last year, what is his shoulder even not only his, his leg, his, but his shoulder, I think he had some injury yeah, as well. Yeah, you know, well, he did. And, and it's like, you know, that could be a scary, you know, we've, we've, we've before, not just us, but other teams, you know, you contemplate getting these huge superstars. And then, you know, from one day to the next, you know, they can be struck down by some injury and, you know, everything goes down the tubes, right? Right. It's, but, it's I mean, so risky. Yeah, it's risky, but I mean, if he is healthy, I mean, this could be, I think it could be a, like a win-win situation for the Raptors. Like if we want to just go like, you know, championship wise and even financially, I think it's, you know, even if he opts out next year, I think it's still going to be a win-win for Tav in one year. If, you know, once he gets here and feels the love, like, you know, maybe he's going to have a different perspective on being here.
3: Drake is going to, you know, show him what October's, uh, (laughs) well, what's that? What's OVO stand for again? Um, October's very own is all about. So yeah. Drake's yeah. going to show him a nice time, you know, before. it mean, yeah. How
5: big is Drake, you know?
3: <laughs> oh, I think Drake he's like.
5: bigger than him. Dude, yeah.
3: For sure. He's got oh, to be six foot, six Co- foot one. Kawhi
4: Leonard only has 204,000 followers on Twitter.
5: Yeah. I' serious?
3: That's going to change. Let's, when he hangs out with Drake, it's going to change. Let's see how it goes up. I think it's going to go up quite a bit. But mom, um, yes. I was actually trying to cue you up to say, um. You know, I feel like you, you're coming from an emotional standpoint, and, and I love that. So I I, I want to stick with that for a sec. Like, what's your okay? What's your? Do you have a favorite Derozan moment? Um, yeah. Do you do, do? you have a favorite Derozan moment, or, or what comes to mind when I say uh, favorite Derozan moments?
5: Um. Well, I think in coming about coming out publicly about suffering from mental illness. And yeah. That's going to be a historic discussion. event. Like, you know, that's so relatable to so many people to show that, you know, how vulnerable everybody is, even if you're a, you know, major, you know, athlete, you know, that's very wealthy and on a, you know, very successful career path and nice family. And, you know, it hits everybody that they, sometimes feel, you know, down, depressed or whatever the case may be. Right. I thought, you know, for him to show his vulnerability like that was just made him that more endearing, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. And yeah.
3: he's something, I, he's someone who's always been very relatable. He's, he's quiet. He, you know, his work he's ethic is incredible. Um, yeah, he's yeah. always improving, you know, he's on team USA, he gets a bad rap as far as his willingness to be a team player because I think the style of his game—you know—he's a scorer and he's not really good on defense, so he kind of gets a selfish rap. But anyone who's witnessed him, whether it's in press conferences, to his other teammates, just in general, um, he might not be one of these like super vocal personality
5: leader guys, but um, and I think he's that's still a leader. Another- yeah. And I think another thing coming out today about like, you know, because of his demeanor like that, like sometimes you're, you know, damned if you do damned, if you don't, like if he's more outspoken and, and aggressive then and, you know, people get angry at him. But when he's got that kind of quiet, you know, under the radar, then he's, or in even loyal, that loyalty that he's demonstrated then it's looked upon as weak too by other people, I think, you know, and that he's weak and just, um, you know, not important or whatever, not valuable, you know, because he's not that strong persona that other characters are like. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: And uh, how do you think DeMar is going to do in San Antonio?
5: I hope good. I, I think, I think good. I don't know. Once he, I don't know. I'm, I really don't know like i'm i'm hoping the best for him obviously cuz i really like him and but i don't know if this you know the how this is going to sit with him cuz he just seems to love toronto so much but you know who knows you know maybe basketball you know basketball is basketball to business and he's going to get there and play just as well as he played during the season here and hopefully better than he plays, you know, during the playoffs. (laughs)
3: Yeah. And isn't this the ultimate reminder though, that sports is a business? Yes. Like for all the people who get angry at players choosing what they want to do, whether it's, you know, taking the money, taking a pay cut, demanding a trade, whatever it might be. Isn't this, just a, a crystallized reminder that you're almost foolish to be loyal in sports and mm-hmm. not take yeah. your best interests uh, in mind. And, you know, that even applies to a guy like Kawhi. So if, yeah. he, if he's like, no, I don't want to play here, isn't, you know, and people are going to like lambast him, obviously. But look at him and look at DeRozan. Mm-hmm. They both got traded for each other. So what's the right way to be, you know what I mean? In the NBA for a player. And I think you kind of touched on something too, mom, when you said you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't.
5: So yeah, in the end for me. I I mean, it's all true what you say, Freddie, that, you know, ultimately it is a business and, you know, they're all out for the championship and money. That's ultimately what is, you know, the carrot that's held up. But you know, I guess, like me being older, you just wish it was like way back. I, I mean, maybe I have I have a you know rose colored glasses on that you know athletes, whether it was in hockey or because I mean, I grew up with the you know the what is it the eight original teams or six in hockey yeah. for Montreal. Like you know, everybody seemed to have this kind of you know you were with that team, and even the players were with that team, like. You know, I guess then when LeBron left Cleveland, that kind of all went, like, I think down the tubes then. It was like, okay, there is no, you know, no loyalty to a city or team. It's all about, like, everybody wants to win, right? Yeah. It's over. Loyalty's over. Yeah. Well, I do think that... If it ever existed, it's over for sure.
4: Yeah. And they're professional athletes. He has a contract and, they, you know, 100% DeMar's going to go to San Antonio and he's going to honor that contract and... He's going to play yeah. his heart out for them.
5: Yeah, yeah, you know yeah I, mean? I agree. Yeah, yeah, I totally. Like maybe in his heart of hearts, like you say, I mean, he, he might, you know, miss Toronto and, you know, he has to miss Toronto, but he will ultimately, he's a, he's a ball player and that's it. That's what's going to push him along for sure. Baller's going to ball. Mom, yeah. that's our time.
4: Kathy, thank okay, you. Okay,
5: great. Oh, you're welcome. Thanks for having me, guys. It was so fun.
3: Anytime. I love you. And uh, I love you too, Ben. Let's have some brunch, you know, soon. <laughs> <laughs>
5: okay. Okay. We will. Ben,
3: ben Miner. Miner. Next up on uh, this very special Kauai podcast uh, is uh, the one and only Ben Miner, SiriusXM's XM's Ben Miner. He's been He's been all over basically everything that's been happening this summer from a long time ago. So uh, first of all, Ben, thanks for doing the podcast. How you doing?
7: Buddy, greatest day in
3: Raptors history. Yeah, you must be, like, what, What's where are you? Are you at, like, Cherry Beach, just, like, <laughs> rocking out right now? Like, you must be having a good time, right? Uh,
7: I'm on cloud nine, dude. It's a You couldn't ask for a more perfect situation. Uh, Yeah, this is all stuff that I've been talking about for a long time, and this is a trade. I literally predicted this, like, trade a couple weeks ago with some friends.
3: Yeah, and I think you had something close to it on the podcast, too. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah.
4: Hey, for the record, I did say Lowry Pirtle in a first to you, Freddie. Hey, that's that's pretty close. But I didn't have a Danny Green anywhere near this trade. Right.
7: (laughs) Um, I posted a screen cap today just to uh, prove it. (laughs) Hey,
3: uh, you know what? I'm, uh, I believed Ben, you know, I believed you believed. I didn't necessarily believe this would happen, but um, yeah, I knew I had to have you on because uh, yeah, you must just be, like flowing with ideas. So what, what do you think's next for the Raptors? I know that's like hard to think about now with the trade just being finalized in terms of who's coming and going and, and the pick and when that pick becomes, um, you know, unprotected, et cetera, et cetera. But just from a Raptors perspective, what are you thinking is next? Like, like do we need to uh, shore up the rest of our team this summer? Do we need any centers? What's going through your mind right now?
7: Well, first of all, I don't hate DeMar. I don't think he's a bad guy. I just think he was overvalued, and I think that they gave him too much responsibility, and they paid him too much.
3: I, I mean, and, I, think, I think that's more than fair.
7: Yeah, as far as pro athletes go, I will never question or dispute uh, his person or anything like that. I think he's a great guy. I just think that we made too much out of him. This is a team that wanted a superstar, so they created one. Yeah, I mean, and it, you know they got behind a bad contract. Now they're not, so it's good.
3: Yeah. So, do you think? Um, like, do you have any lineup ideas? Like, like who's going to start for the squad next year? Assuming Kawhi well, is going I, to play.
7: I don't think that Masai is done.
3: Okay. See, this is what I want, then. <laughs> so, what what are you thinking, Masai's thinking? Because clearly, you know.
7: Yeah. <laughs> I think toughness is still an issue for the Raptors. I know that Kawhi is the league's best defender, but when I say toughness, I mean nastiness. Uh, There's a guy that's going to hold his teammates accountable as well as uh, not let anything slide on the court, and I think somebody just became expendable in Chicago, and that guy's name is Bobby Portis.
3: Ooh, okay. I like that. I like that quite a bit. So, are you thinking that Bobby Portis, you know, you just bring him in, he'll basically cold cock somebody in the face and then take his spot? Hey, man,
7: Jordan did it. The Kerr worked out for both of them.
3: <laughs> it, it really did. And you know what? It worked out for Miritich too, because yeah. he came back and killed it. And then he got traded to the Pelicans and had a great season with Anthony Davis. Mm. So, yeah, uh, I mean, he did break his I face, that- but.
7: And I think Porter's a really good player too.
3: He is. Uh, I remember wanting Porter big time in the draft. I forget which draft that was, but I really, I thought he was a versatile guy, um, mean, uh, almost like, you know, the, all the good things, uh, or he's kind of trending towards all of the good things that a, a player like uh, Patrick Patterson had, but just mm-hmm. with more of a nasty streak and also more time to become a better version of that player.
7: It reminds me a little bit of a, uh, a more talented Charles Oakley.
3: Ooh, I like that. I think I, I, like Charles Oakley. I'm not sure what he ever like average, but he was kind of like a he could hit a shot, set a good screen, overall decently talented guy. But um, yeah, I I see that comparison. Uh, how big is Porter? Is he six eight, six seven?
7: I think he's around six eight. Yeah, so, I would really really like to see him come to Toronto. I think he'd be a, a nice piece to the puzzle.
3: So is he, well, what's it? Do you know his contract scenario? Um, 6'11". Uh,
7: I actually don't. Oh, I don't wow. know what his deal? are. Feel, uh, feel free to look it up.
3: Yeah, Matt, if you could uh, see if you can find uh, Portis' contract for us. Yep. Um, and in
7: uh, the meantime, I'll say this. If no other changes happen, I think the best lineup that they could put on the court would be Lowry, uh, Kawhi, Danny Green, OG at the four, and JV at the five.
3: See, I like that so much because I think it's very important, especially, you know, you trade DeMar, hard-sold the team depending on what you think uh, of Lowry because, you know, people are pretty split on that in general. Um, oh, wait, uh, what's support Porter's contract there, Matt?
4: Um, So he's making uh, 2.5 this year and 3.6 next year.
3: Wow, so he's quite yeah. cheap. So they could get him, no problem. So we would have to trade basically one of our rookie assets for him, just financially. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah you know that could be DeLon, right yeah. we have two, we have two point guards yeah. um and then well,
7: they do need a guard they need a guard in chicago
3: i mean yeah DeLon's a pretty good get i think if you're chicago i think they'd be winning that trade but no just just back to the lineup um i think with trading demar we've opened the door to to say hey we're trying to compete at all costs all emotions clearly out the window um so Serge, you're not starting you're still you're still an nba player you're still okay, but you're not a starter starting level guy. And I think nurse is working up to that because OG was starting for summer league at the four, um, quite a bit. So I I think it would also be good for Jonas Valanciunas, my only change, and I'm so, so stubborn about this, but I still want to start miles. So I would actually start miles over green just for shooting purposes.
7: My only change that I would make would also be substituting green but it would mean moving OG to small forward and then having Siakam take the floor.
3: Oh, that's, yeah. We have so many switchable options. Like with this squad, it's insane. We're going to be the switchiest.
7: Defensively, it's the best I've ever been.
3: Yeah, like I, I, this team defensively is out of control good because Danny Green had a bit of a down year, but he's still good. Like he's still a very capable player. Period. Like he's good on defense. He can have he can reliability. Down shots.
7: He's not a guy that wins you games, but he's not a guy who costs you games.
3: Exactly. Like there's not a lot of holes on this Raptors roster. I think scoring could be one. Um, Kawhi is not necessarily a guy who creates his own shots. Um, ditto Lowry. Uh, so, you know, we'll have to score efficiently, but that's nurse, right? That's like, that's his whole thing is that he can make people score, you know, in a very cohesive way. And, uh, our main, the main thing we struggled with in the playoffs was defense. We couldn't stop that love LeBron pick and roll. Obviously, it's not there anymore. But um this team should be able to stop anything. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. I guess like, Golden State's its own thing. But we really should be able to – we should be one of the best defensive teams in the NBA. Am I wrong?
7: No, I, no you're not wrong. You're absolutely right.
3: So – uh I know you're pretty high on uh, Stevens and Boston and Philly. How, how are we shaping up against those guys, just in your opinion? Uh,
7: we'll see. I mean, I'm willing to give Nurse the benefit of the doubt. I wasn't thrilled with his hiring when it happened. Yeah. Uh, but I was a fan of him as an assistant, and I was aware of the work that he did and the special practices that he set up with the three-point shots and totally uh, all that stuff, the negative two and the four points and all that. Like It was all great. Uh, it's just it's all theoretical to me at this point.
3: Yeah, yeah, we so, haven't we haven't okay. seen it in, in, in we haven't seen it in practice. He hasn't actually been a head coach. And um, just to just just because you brought up Nurse and not being totally happy with his hiring, which is how I felt. Um, Brian Windhorst and Zach Lowe. It was pretty vague language. But they insinuated that the league office had some issues with Masai's coaching search and that that led to him settling for Nurse. And then Brian really? Woodhorse didn't want a full-on slag nurse, so he kind of followed through with, uh, oh, you know, it's like still, like, I think he has a good chance of being a head coach. But, yeah, Masai struck out and got in trouble. So wh- uh. what do you think that means? Were we trying to poach a coach? Like, well, what is that?
7: Maybe. Like, yeah, I like that. I like that we were trying to poach a coach. That's awesome.
3: <laughs> See, I, you know, ben, ben, ben shows Bring up. With, ben shows up with the boxing gloves. That's how
7: he rolls. Okay. Um, hey and it's how it goes. If we're playing Katan, I'm going to cut your road off. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, you're man. To win it.
3: <laughs> yeah, you're gonna, yeah. Like, and even if it's not the longest road, right? Like, you're still going to cut that road off.
7: <laughs> even if it's nowhere near it, I'm going to make sure that you can't get it. <laughs> I like it. <laughs>
3: Yeah, um, yeah, that that was a pretty solid Katan reference. Um, so, what, <laughs> what, what 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 do you think about uh, about our lineup in the larger sense? Is Norm still the odd guy out? Is there a way to, like, I, I guess whose whose position does he take? Right, not Greens or Kawhi's.
7: I tell you whose position he takes. CJ Miles. Oh yeah, are you low on Miles? Yeah, I'm low on Miles. I think he's all right, but I think he's disposable, and I think that uh norm was last season's jv he got into dwayne casey's doghouse and dwayne doesn't let people out of the doghouse despite anything he just doesn't give them a chance norm is still a very decent player and he's got room to grow he's got a high ceiling i think man just he's gonna have a a real bounce back year next year and i mean it'll be nice to see him and miles compete for that spot
3: do you think he can play the three or do you think it's an undersized scenario
7: with- he's a little small for the three, but he's a real tenacious defender, so it makes up
3: for it. Yeah, and I mean, like he's not going to have a lot tasked um, as far as uh, what he's going to be expected to do on offense. Um, you got to. There's a lot of people who want a lot of touches, and with DeRozan gone, you have to assume that if Kawhi doesn't assume all of those touches, he's going to assume most of them, right? Mm-hmm.
7: Well, Kawhi's is a very efficient shooter compared to DeRozan, so he's not going to need the same amount of touches. I think that means it's going to be about five or six possessions that are going to go other people's ways, regardless.
3: And do you think uh, I know? I know you're pretty high on JV. I, I am too, especially offensively. I think JV has, you know, I. I think sometimes people look at his rebounding and they think he's a little bit better on defense than he actually is, but he made dramatic improvements last year. Um, I'm
7: y- going to coin a new nickname for JV this season. He's going to be huge. We're going to start to call him double, double.
3: Oh
4: yeah. So
7: well, why don't we do that? For JV.
3: Toil in yeah. trouble. Timmy's get in there, please.
7: Yeah, no, he's going to be double, double man. He's going to be uh, <laughs> 18 and 10, 18 and 12 type dude.
3: So he's he's, he, he's done with going to Sega. Like that's over. Like he's he's gonna rock it from yeah. now. Yeah,
7: no, he's not gonna be uh, drinking with any open containers at all. I think that uh, <laughs> he's gonna he's in a good place, man. A nurse likes him, and I think uh, yeah, he par- gets apparently it. nurse loves him. Well, man, what's not to love? He's one of the most efficient scorers in the NBA, and I hate when people point out that he's not Boogie and he's not Anthony Davis. No shit, who is? Those are one in a million guys. But to have a JV, you're getting a one in fucking 500,000 guy. Like, he's still a top-tier center. He's just that tier below those two guys. And, man, those guys are pretty good.
3: Yeah, totally. Those guys are amazing. And and it's weird how sometimes players get written off. Like, they're not going to grow. He's 25. Like, I, I don't understand why JV wouldn't get better and more efficient Basically, for the rest of his career
7: mm-hmm. i I never understood why Raptors fans love Demar and hated j v there's no reason to to love hit Demar as much as they did, and no reason to hate JV as much as they do like it's just it's insane to me. JV remember that playoff a couple years ago when he came alive against Indiana and him and Lowry and the pick and roll were just killing it?
3: Oh yeah, he's had a couple playoff performances that are basically unreal. like he just has straight up beasted
7: when they've gone to him and then they stop going to him, you know? So I think nurse was probably losing his mind on the bench and Casey, why is he not in the fourth? Yeah. Why cool. are you benching him for the second half? He's got a double, double right now.
3: Well, Ben, yeah, uh, we're we're that was rough. we're gonna we're gonna see it all happen because you got I think you know both of your big wishes. DeRozan has been traded and Casey uh, Casey has been let go. But before we let you go, um, we have some we have some fan questions. So we're gonna end the interview uh, on a fan question. Is that cool with you? Yeah, man. Okay. Um, so this is from Andre. Most of the questions are. Um, Andre is asking, "What's your best pitch?" To get Kawhi excited about playing in Toronto,
7: buddy Drake gets on his private jet. He tells Roberto Alomar, Joe Carter, and Vince Carter to come on by and explain to this kid what it means to be a superstar in Canada and what it could mean if you win. Just let those guys sell the city to him because nobody else will do a better job. Man, we still see Joe Carter and Robbie Alomar kicking it around here. Those guys' bank accounts never hurt for being a Blue Jay. Make it happen. Get Drake's plane loaded up with the old Blue Jays and Air Canada. Let them know what's up.
3: I love the idea of Drake loading up his airplane with like Cito Gaston, basically just the 92 Jays. Yeah. And, fly. Yes. and Kawhi's like, who are these guys? And he's like, listen, get in the plane. We're- I am
4: John Allrude." <laughs>
3: <laughs> nah, I, I, I was very specific with Alomar Yeah, and yeah.
7: Gil Carter. <laughs> um <laughs> those guys were the, the the two studs, man.
3: Well, Ben, um we got a bunch of people to get to, so we gotta move on. But uh you enjoy your day. Enjoy uh yeah, the you know uh, the biggest trade in Raptors history, easily. Yeah. Hey,
7: yeah. Do me a favor, can you make the music you play hit the road, Jack?
3: <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I think we probably can. Nice. Thomas, Thomas Rivas. All right, uh, we're on to guest number three. Uh, keeping it in the family, you know what I mean? This God. is my brother, Thomas Rivas, uh, fellow season seat holder of the Raptors, fellow lover of DeRozan. You know, this is an emotional day, big time. Uh, Thomas, let's just let's just hop right into it. First of all, thanks for doing the podcast. Second of all, thanks for having me. Oh, oh my, yeah, <laughs> what a day! What Have a day, a day right? Um Good day. How are you? What's going on? How are you feeling? What's your initial everything?
8: Um, so much going on. Uh, I'm 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 happy and sad. I'm I'm many things. You know, I think losing Demar Derozan. I, I think you got to start off just being like shout out. DeMar DeRozan, you, you're everything. You brought us to a whole next level. But you know, me and you, Freddie, we've talked about this at length in so many different ways. Like we didn't know where the ceiling was, and we just kept running into the the same wall. You know, so I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I'm gonna miss him so much. But like, we're... and then
3: we, we we kept running into the same wall. Then that wall was like, hey, I'm going to the Lakers, and they're like, we were like, oh, we don't care. We're still. Um, Doing everything differently
8: <laughs> Yeah uh, um, So I, I'm blown away Like to get that I I wore my T-Mac socks Today, I don't know what I'm going to do Like I'm looking, I'm in my apartment right now And I'm looking in my front entrance And I have, because we are season t- Our season tickets, they send us Some weird ass gifts sometimes Sometimes they're great gifts Chris Bosch jersey, all-star jersey Was cool, I didn't win that in the raffle But it was cool yeah. to see Ooh. it
3: but you got the magic um, but, box for me for a Nets game.
8: Oh my! Oh yeah, that was great. That little boom box, that was cool. I also got a Demar Derozan plaque. Wow! And it, and it hangs in my front entrance, and you know I'm not ready to take it down yet. If oh. you
4: if you guys get a Kawhi jersey that has to be raffled among you owners, do you want
3: There'll
8: it? Be fist do you There'll fucking be fist want fights. it? Oh, we all want oh. it. Big you want time. that Kawhi oh, jersey? Oh yeah. my god! So I, like, yeah. I have a Derozan oh
3: framed T-shirt. And that's not going anywhere. Okay, it's part of my house.
4: Oh yeah. no, yeah, that's the one jersey I have is DeRozan. It's not yeah,
8: yeah. So, so I know that I know the um, I know the order that you were having people on, and I got to say one shout out to Mom for being on the show. Yeah, I love yeah. you, Mom. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm sure she had a great time. Yeah. And, uh Shout out number two to Ben Miner for calling this in the middle of the season. He did. He really did call it. So. Yeah. Uh,
3: huge kudos to Ben. Um, but Tom, yeah, we, we've been talking a lot about uh, the emotion uh, so far. So, but w- what about just like strictly basketball? What are you feeling about this Raptor squad? Oh going forward? strictly
8: basketball, like all emotions out the window. It's like, we just upgraded a incredible player for, you know, I know things hang in the balance right now, but like, if we just throw all that out the window and we just, Say that they're both completely healthy and willing to play, like which isn't <laughs> the trade at all. But Kawhi's incredible. We just got a top five MVP. We we watched him battle against LeBron, a LeBron super team, and he won. You know, and he was the standout. Like it's he's better than Demar Derozan.
3: Yeah, I'm sure. Like even everyone you know remembers the game. When uh, he got injured by Zaza, that's when uh, the Warriors were having that uh, magical season um, with Durant. But they and, were also but they were the going to lose to Kawhi in the Spurs. They were going the to Spurs lose to the Kawhi and the Spurs that season. game, anyways. Um, so we were we saw that, like peak Kawhi Powers is the best defensive player in the league, mm-hmm. um, he, which is he's crazy.
8: Like, he's, a, he's, a, he's a defensive person that we just didn't think that we'd see come along and and against LeBron, no less, like, and he was so young, but like his defensive qualities, it was amazing to have OG this year and be like, oh my gosh, he has like bits of Kawhi in him. It's like, that's how good Kawhi is at defense. He's, our wing just became like <laughs> crazy, crazy on defense. There's no, there's, there's no argument between how our, if you're talking about Demar's defense and Kawhi's defense it's just we're getting a, a two-time defense player there
3: I I yeah. think yeah he's a, he's a two-time um
8: so I don't know I don't know I'm throwing that out there What
3: what do you think this means for uh the Raptors in the playoffs?
8: Well, you know, if he plays for us <laughs> and <laughs> Yeah. Uh, if that happens and it's going well, or if it's not going well, you know, I hope we get to the playoffs with Kawhi.
3: Right. Well, you know what, for, for the sake of this answer, just to simplify it for you, Kawhi is scheduled to show up for team USA. So that's way before the season. Let's assume he's healthy and let's assume he's at least 80% of what he was. So just think about him like that.
8: What well, what does this bring for like, I, I, I mean, I'd be ecstatic to see him at the helm. Well, like, I don't, I don't know how nurse is going to structure that. Like that's going to be so exciting to see, but Kawhi as a Toronto Raptor, like with this squad we have, like our bench is popping off. Like it's crazy. So him in the playoffs would just be, we'd have such a strong defense, you know, and if, and, I don't know. We're going to be he, he can. I don't think we'll be relying on him for threes, but he certainly can hit threes very, very, very well. So yeah, I, he, he's, he, he's just a consummate player in the playoffs, and we've seen that. I whereas Demar Derozan, as much as we love him so much, he, he's everything to the Toronto Raptors. He just we've seen the we, we've hit that wall. And it's was it him or is it Lowry? And it's like I don't know. Kawhi's up on the block. This is crazy. It's a crazy day.
3: Well, let's think about the future here, and um, nobody knows. But why don't you just go for it and make some predictions? Where is the Raptors going to finish in the regular season next year? Thomas, go.
8: Uh, I'll say we're going to finish second. Um, I'm not sure who. It'll likely be Boston to right. be able to pull off a, a better record than us. Um, so then, I, I, let's
3: move to the next question. Do you think that Boston can beat the Raptors in the playoffs? Um,
8: man, that'll be that'll be a great series.
3: You're in Vegas. You got a bunch of money. You got to put it on the you table know, for one of the teams. My,
8: my money is on on Kawhi just. The, yeah, my money's on the Raptors. I think we I would have yeah. to play them this year with the squad that we had.
3: I so and wish we, we, we like got our to play Boston, already, Philly.
8: I, our wings were already very much in competition with them this year, so it's like to add Kawhi. Like we're going to lose. Like you know, I don't know. De- Demar filling that void of. You know that's going to be something to be seen of this guy that could just score at nauseum. He was just, you know, like I mean, he just scores and scores, even in his slumps.
3: But um, were you, you going to say something, but- Matt? Sorry.
4: Yeah, I just had a question for you guys. What do you think, uh, DeRozan playing in the West all year is going to do to to his game? Is he going to get better, or is he? Gonna regress because it's going to be a little more competitive than
3: my instant take, to. and yeah. I, I think probably people are going to think I'm I'm too high on DeRozan, but I think Popovich is going to give him enough additional tools that he's an all star in the Western Conference, and I think he is going to have like a straight up vengeance tour, Um, and he's going to have a, a ridiculous season. I if, if I had to, if I had to guess, DeRozan's going to have a much better season than he's ever had.
8: Yeah. Yeah. I It's, it's Spurs. hard to bet against a guy. It's Scurs. Who, It's hard to bet on a guy who on a junk team when we were junk just grinded it out and literally got better in like almost every facet every single year and in a way has always had a bit of a chip on his shoulder just cuz his game is different. This is like a blockbuster, you know. Loyalty, loyalty, loyalty. Loyalty, um, loyalty, loyalty. Um, <laughs> um, um it's like he's gonna he yeah he's gonna grind it out in San Antonio. Watch out for Demar Derozan.
3: And how about this? Do you hate Yakup Purtle? Why haven't you talked about him, Tom? Uh, <laughs> Me? Mm-hmm. <laughs>
8: <Pirtle! laughs>
3: I'm just kidding. Well, what do you think? Uh, what do you think about Purtle going? Who? Purtle, Jakob Purtle, you don't care. He doesn't care. <laughs> that's okay,
8: yeah, no, that's okay. Honestly, yeah, so I guess you're breaking up a little bit, but I am so excited about Kawhi Leonard, um, MVP uh, finals, and uh, whoever, a couple of people are going to get, you know, someone was going to go, him or OG, or like, what's the comparison here? Yakup over who?
3: Yeah, no, I, I mean, if they wanted a young asset, I think uh, Masai did a wonderful job. Like, um, the, the the backup center market in the NBA is the cheapest market. It's the easiest player to find right now because of what's happening like in the our, NBA. Our so our we got image, rid of a big image. guy. Just one second. We, we got rid of a big guy. And that basically um, creates a mini gap on the team. But the gap is the easiest gap to fill. Period. In the league. So that's a pretty advantageous trade for us to not get rid of OG or Siakam,
8: mm-hmm. right? Yeah, like are, is Siakam on the same, I don't know, contracts? Well, is he on the same contract as Pirtle? Like how did we keep Siakam over Pirtle?
3: I, well, I, I couldn't answer that because it wasn't, you know, in the negotiations. I do know that their contracts are different because based on where you get drafted, your contract is either smaller yeah, yeah. or bigger. So Siakam was drafted in uh, the late first round, and Pirtle was drafted eighth overall. So Pirtle's definitely getting paid probably okay. quite, quite a bit more, I would say. Um, like probably like a million dollars more or something like that. I'm not, I'm not exactly sure. But... Um, I would say it was more so about the prospect than the money there. Like there wasn't a lot of salary. My, my,
8: my bets on the guys that we've retained over Purtle. I think Purtle is a workhorse, like, you know, Tyler Hansborough, Chris Humphreys, but I don't ever think he's going to be like someone that has a little bit of, a little bit more of a edge or something more to their game, like Siakam, who, just up and down the court and just has like, his game just looks like it's growing. It looks like, you know, Pearl will be a fizz and will be a fantastic player in the NBA, but I'm okay with him going for sure.
3: So, you know, you've dealt with a lot of uh, sports personalities in in your life. You know, you've been very competitive in sports. Uh, Mm. what, um, What do you think about Kawhi's uncle? Uh, how do we, um, how do we talk to this guy? Is, is, is that a Drake task? Is that a, is that a Thomas task? Um,
4: what's, what's going uh, on with his uncle? I have no idea. Is
3: it, his uncle's the one who's pushing all the buttons, man. Oh, is he? Yeah. Dennis, <laughs> uncle <laughs> oh, Dennis God. is the one behind the scenes, Not uncle man. Dennis. He's, yeah, he's, uh. no, he's working. Uh, he's, mar- he's marionetting Kawhi's career, uh, apparently. Who knows? But, uh, um, so yeah, I don't know. Wh- what do we do with that?
8: Um, uh, man, I don't know if you just already read what Drake, I think it just came out, what he posted to DeMar.
3: No, what did he say?
8: Uh, oh, well, you should read that message of what he says to DeMar. And he really, I don't know if it was on Instagram or well, whatnot. You're, you're talking but, about it on the pod. What did he say? Oh, he was just more or less like, You are Toronto, no doubt, how much we love you and where you've brought us to. And he's like, Kawhi. More or less, welcome to Toronto. We can't wait to show you what we've got as a franchise. I love and it. you know, I, I yeah, Drake's good. I'm I, I, all faith in Messiah and Drake.
6: Right. Just that, hold that,
8: on, go home. That, the, the, yeah, don't worry. They're coming home to, to to Drake, and I'm sure his uncle will be like, you know, this is all right. <laughs> Yeah. We'll take his uncle the
4: Sneaky D's. That's always, yeah. So a Matt's idea is Sneaky D's. Guy. Yeah.
3: So yeah. Sneaky D's for Kauai and
8: Drake. And yeah. That's a sure. hot Drake spot. First yeah. up, Sneaky D's. Yeah. And then he goes down the street to Batondo's, Right Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah will so show, show him Show them around. Little snakes and lattes. You know what I mean? You know, um, some snakes and lattes. Maybe hits up Owl's Club real late at night. You know? Oh, I like
3: that. That's a whole West End party right there. Um. Okay, to Tom. Gender. That's that's our time, but uh, we're we're gonna leave you with one last question from the um, from the fan questions here. So this one's from Andre. Uh, Demar Derozan is leaving, but you have one last before sunset night. <laughs> what do you do? Where do you go? What song is rolling in the credits?
8: Um. Oof. Uh, me and him make our way down Dufferin Road on bus ninety one. <laughs> okay. To, to the place he and I first met, Demar Derozan. When I served him as a wench at medieval times. <laughs> oh, yeah. This this time we go as buddies, you know. Yeah. Uh, so you're you're not
3: in the show. You're you're just in the audience there.
8: Yeah, you know, we're in the audience. Yeah. We're probably in the red section. He and I. <laughs> sure. Sure. Um, Our night wins, obviously We get crowned best friends of the tournament Which is one of the things Yeah Um, The hawk lands on one of our arms And we laugh Uh,
6: (laughs) And we laugh
8: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You have
3: a quick little giggle when that hawk uh, says hello, obviously Yeah
8: What song plays when we ride the Dufferin bus home? (laughs) Yeah Um, By the way, does it deliver
3: uh, you right to your home or... (laughs) <laughs> what? No,
8: we both get off at Dufferin and go our separate ways.
3: <laughs> okay, fair <laughs> enough. Yeah, yeah, You do have to, yeah, head out, head out at a certain point.
8: Um, yeah, um, so what
3: song's playing on the bus ride? Honestly,
8: I, I he he picks the Drake track of his choice, but he knows what city he's in, so.
3: I like it. <laughs> um, so, you
8: know, we ride, we ride out to Drake.
3: <laughs> That's beautiful. Just like DeMar DeRozan's Drake. tenure uh... with the Raptors. Thomas? I uh, appreciate you coming on the podcast. Uh, we'll be talking a lot more about Kawhi as we do every day. Cause we're insane and nuts about basketball.
8: Um, mm-hmm. Thanks man. Appreciate it. Hey, it so much fun. Uh, have fun potting with the rest of the people. We'll do. See you later, buddy. Go reps. Go.
6: Yeah,
3: My good buddy, hilarious dude, um, Yao Atua, he's done the podcast, I think, at least two or, twice, two least or three twice. times yeah. now. Yeah, um, yeah. we agree on a lot of basketball things. So, uh, I'm, interested, yeah, I'm interested to see where, you, where you're coming from right now. Big, it's a big Kawhi day, it's a big DeMar DeRozan day. Uh, the Raptors are, are the talk of the NBA, riskiest trade, biggest reward. What are your initial feelings?
9: Okay, so, um, I'll quickly say this just so everyone knows. Uh, emotionally, uh, I don't want this trade to go through, but it is. Yeah. Uh, so this, if you, if you saw me, this is my day. My day was in the morning. I was up in my feelings. I was listening to Drake, you know, just having a good cry to myself. Yeah. Man. Uh, then I, and then I let the day progress and I thought about it. Okay. First of all, we've never collectively as like hardcore Raptor fans turned them aside and said, you do things so recklessly and uncalculated. So I started to think about things like that. So um, obviously, like when a player is loyal and dedicates themselves to the city, especially someone from California. Like if I was saying earlier, if you're going to make this trade, I'd rather it with Lowry because you already have someone from California here. Going, I'm spending my life here, um, and that that kind of person around could probably talk him into staying. Going you don't want to go back to Cali. I turned down LA, you can too. Um, Hmm. but that wasn't like what ended up happening, but there's a, there's a few things that we have to realize. One, this team was like, it's hard to admit, but we're about, we were about to, or just hit our ceiling. So an element had to change. It was the same thing when I was saying about Dwayne Casey being Casey, we're firing the coach of the year, which ended up being true. Um, and we're saying the roster wasn't the problem, but like deep down, we knew where the roster was the issue. Um, and we also said back on that part, the last podcast that was on, uh, that we probably would yield more for Derozan, even though we probably didn't want to trade him, right? Um, and I, and I think we did get more because we got an MVP caliber, top five player in in Kawhi. Now with Kawhi. Think about it this way. There's rumors that he's going to set up the year. He's not going to set up a year. He can't. Uh, the CBA says you have to play.
3: Yeah, no, um, he, he's going to play. That's basically not really a thing. Um, yeah. He can be a thorn in our side 100% if he chooses to do so. Uh, he can get really creative and, you know, do that thing. But, yeah, he's going to be heavily penalized for not playing, so he's going to play.
9: Mm-hmm. No, he's going to play. I, I think he's going to play, and he's going to play it out. He's just not going to have a – like The most he'll do is not have a sit down with management to make, talk about a long-term deal. Um, and I don't think that'd be like the smartest thing to do at the beginning of the season. Anyway, just let him play. Just be like, we have you here. Let you play. Um, right now. I feel like this Kawhi trade puts us at the top of the conference. I, I, I know people like Boston and with Gordon here, we're coming back, but through 60 games, we were first place when they had Kyrie.
6: Mm-hmm. And now
9: we have, and now we have a better wing player. We probably have OG's gonna come back even stronger. I don't think I don't think Gordon Hayward and Kyrie are gonna vault them us over like vault them over. We lose po but we'll always have like a good answer. Um, I think we're gonna finish top of the east again. Um we go all in this season. If we can re sign Kawhi, great. And if we can't, we were gonna blow it up at the end of the year anyway.
3: So. This, this this is the year where the Raptors were going to make their mark, which is just like I'm I, I'm agreeing yeah. with everything you're saying, but one thing that and I don't know how uh, you know deeply entrenched in this opinion you are. Or if it's just kind of like semantical, but I don't think that this squad had hit their ceiling. Just because I don't think we have a lot of regression candidates. Yeah. I think Lowry, you know, maybe would get a little bit worse. Ibaka yeah. could get worse, but you know, you got OG Siakam. All of these guys were going to get much better next year. So as far yeah. as our overall roster, I think DeRozan was going to incrementally get better as he had been doing. So I do. I actually think that we were the fifty nine was a little bit of an overachieving, and we were going to have a 59 that looked more like an actual 59 this year. That said, I don't want that opinion or that, you know, for me, kind of clarification to get in the way of the fact that I think our ceiling's much higher with this Kawhi trade having happened. Sorry. Yeah. Uh,
9: No, no, no. That's why I said earlier that we were about to or had just hit our ceiling because the thing was, I think... I think Siakam and OG and uh, and Venable were going to get exponentially better. Yeah, I think DeRozan has proven year in and year out that he will improve. He probably would have went to like a thirty-eight to thirty-nine percent three-point shooter this year, um, and probably like gone up like half a point. Oh yeah, I I can't be convinced that
3: DeRozan was not going to improve, and he's going to improve in San Antonio. He's going to have a great year.
9: No, he's going to have a fantastic year And that team is like And I have them high on my list too Like I feel like they're a top four team in the West They were a game out of Four last year without Kawhi. I we, think people need to remember that. Yeah, and the West,
3: um, the West is um, after the Rockets, there was a massive drop off. It was basically forty nine to forty six wins. There was four teams in the East that finished with fifty wins, and this year there should be three easily. So I think sometimes the West East stuff gets a little bit overblown. Um, but yeah, I, I think I, I think San Antonio is going to be good this year, and I think that. DeRozan's gonna buy in he buys in that's who he is and Pop is gonna make him better Um yeah. is gonna be useful yeah. for them um, yeah I de- and, and you know again Kawhi wasn't playing for them last year although it, it's, yeah. it's kind of fascinating that they uh, they let Tony Parker go
9: and um, you know I, what I mean you know what I feel like uh, they were just not gonna match and he didn't fit in the plans long term and Pop has like he has two years left and he doesn't want to lose and rebuild in those last two years so I feel like all all this talk about like, it's funny because I've seen a few opinions online and I, see, I feel like some people are a little short-sighted uh, how like, why wouldn't the Raptors trade the Rosen for like prospects which is I think is a little short-sighted because our window is kind of now. Um, I think we're like, we have one or two years left. Regardless of who we had, we have like one or two years left before we had to like take a really hard look at ourselves and like
3: Um, I don't think this this roster I don't think it made any sense for any salary dumping like I I don't understand why people are trying to save money for MLSE. You know what I mean? I, I don't get that. I don't understand that. It's crazy to me because no. it's like, spend money. The whole, all the good teams spend tons of money. Yeah. So, no, you and, know, and you should. don't want to overpay people. You don't want to have surges where they're untradeable. But, you know, yeah. you want to keep your assets. You want to pay Fred. You want to pay Norm. Yes, you overpaid Norm. But at the same time, you want to keep these guys. You want to have uh, Terrence Ro- uh, Ross on a contract so that you can make a trade like Ibaka. Or you want to have DeRozan on contract and, and a good asset in person. So that you can make a trade for Kawhi. Mm-hmm.
9: I, no, I, 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 yeah. I, I'm not, am not for MLSE to try to save money. But like the realistic thing is, like we can't trade Serge. Um, and I think, I, like, I think the um, the other big thing, people, there's two things people are really forgetting in this trade. Um, one, uh, we got Danny Green. Um,
3: yes Danny Green. oh my god yeah Danny. And he's a very competent player I think people are focusing on the fact that he had a down year and he's still yeah. this guy like does anyone remember when he just ripped the Heat's head off with a bunch of three yeah. balls uh, yeah. before he, Curry broke our, all those records and he plays
9: defense he, so we got a, a D and three wing in Danny Green um, and I think the other thing is like we set ourselves like you're not talking about salary dumps and all that just yeah, yeah. jazz but we really do set ourselves up when Giannis becomes a free agent. So oh this is the, free this is
3: the talk I love, buddy. Yeah.
9: Yeah, baby. So Giannis Giannis becomes a free agent in twenty twenty one and by then most of the big contracts are off the books so we know who we have. We set ourselves up for have like maybe one or two, maybe a year that we're down.
3: Now, maybe do you think like, you know, on the Danforth, we should basically be like build some kind of bat signal type thing. So just when he comes to Toronto, he knows where to go, where yeah. to go. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just like, well, cause I know I he, think, he already chills there, but just, you know, to make him be like, we love you. You know what I mean? Like this sure it's tampering, but like also like I, it's cool. Right. <laughs>
9: I think we should just set it up a very, very subtly because I think Milwaukee is doing an excellent job of making them feel, making him feel very unwelcome, and them looking pretty incompetent with the coaching changes and um, what's going on at the top and the ownership changes. I don't think sorry he isn't yeah. involved with.
3: Do you yet. not like Joe Prunty?
9: Oh, um, you, you <laughs> know what like... he he he, <laughs> um, he owns a team anyway, um, <laughs> but like. Like, I feel like that's, like, the, the side big target. That's, like, who he, like, would love to get. He tried to get him in the draft. Of course. Couldn't trade up enough to get him. Um, still has a conversation with him. Tried to draft his brother. You know, all this good faith stuff, um, which people keep trying to stop. Um, I think it's just kind of, and the team is kind of set up for, like, that wing player to come in. So, I think we, op- we 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 have our window open now to, like, win. Now have, have Kawhi buy-in to play in just an awesome year so he can get the most money possible. Um, if he likes it, great. If he doesn't, whatever. OG comes in, steps in. We don't have that far a fall when we side Giannis. Like, those are the kind of dream scenarios. We have enough money to side two max players in 2021. I think people are not really thinking too much, like they're not thinking too bad, like too far ahead about it.
3: And some people are very big dreamers. Like, hey, Masai's a dreamer, I, and he's letting us all—he's letting all of us dream. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's yeah. done things in Toronto, whether it's, uh, you know, uh, retaining an asset, uh, you know, getting a guy like DeRozan, as ironic as it is, to sign with yeah. the Raptors without even taking a meeting mm-hmm. in LA. You know, before Paul George did it, DeRozan did it. That's also true. Yeah, he didn't even go, he didn't even take a meeting with LA. He just signed right away. Um, Yeah. So, you know, Masai's done, he's done crazy things. He's gotten MLC to spend in the luxury tax. He's he's built a long-term winner. Um, I know everyone keeps talking like this, like at some point this core is totally going to dry up. But I just, especially with Siakam and OG, again, I don't think those guys are necessarily... All stars, like I don't I don't know if that's for sure where they're going. I think they could, but I just I just think that the talent seems like it keeps coming for this raptor squad. You know what? You know what I mean? Like I don't think we're going anywhere. Yeah.
9: No, and I think we're built the right way and we're doing things the right way because we keep hearing people say things like tank. And I keep going, how many teams got successful outside of Philadelphia that you know tank? Because a lot of teams have tried tanking. And it just doesn't work out where San Antonio has been to the playoffs 21 straight years and they have five rings to show for it. And they lost David Robinson and they lost Tim Duncan and they're always a contender. So we're building the right way. And I feel like we're doing things the way you ideally want them to do. Um, and you keep w- winning. I'm just putting my emotional side saying, let's not look let go of the boy who like left California and decided Toronto was going to be his home and have him for a rental player, which it's fine. I like renting things. Sometimes I rent cars and movies and they <laughs> serve their fair. Yeah. Man. Their
3: yeah. People are a bit down on <laughs> renting these days. Um, well, yeah, that's actually our time, but, uh, I got, I got, a couple fan questions for you that, uh, I'll hit you up if you're, if you're down with that. So that's how I'm good?
9: down with it. Let's go. Let's go.
3: Okay. Here we go. It's coming from Andre. Um, do we all cheer for the Spurs now? Uh, I don't know why we weren't. Yeah, you know what? I I cheer I cheer for Demar. I want
9: him to I want him to do super well and go on his little vengeance tour and just show that he was like worth trading for an all world player.
3: I'm into it. Okay, uh, how about this one? Um, is Kyle Lowry going to be okay? Has he been spurned by the Spurs twice now? I think the answer to that one's yes but I don't know if he's going to be okay. Do you think he's going to be okay Yeah? I,
9: you know what? It is hard losing your best friend. I, uh, um, your boy who like, you know, he was with him through sick and thin through sick Kyle years and thin Kyle years. Like DeMar was there. Um, he was, he was. So, um, I feel like, I feel like he is going to be either, you know, what is going to be one of two things about Kyle. It's to He's either going to dial in and just focus on winning. Um, and just going over the hump or, um, you know, he becomes a shell of himself and, uh, <laughs> whoa. Him and-
3: okay. So <laughs> the, 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 the spectrum is pretty huge for what could happen to Kyle, <laughs> but you know what? That's fair for Kyle in general. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I got to call my uh, father-in-law. That's where I'm headed to next, man. So, uh, I gotta let you go, but thanks for doing the podcast, man. You know what? Thanks for letting me vent.
9: Um, and Thanks for also letting me cool down throughout the day because this could have been a very different conversation had you reached me at like 11
3: a.m. Oh man, that's totally cool. I'm with you. There's a reason I set this for five uh, for a little bit later in the day because I knew it was going to be and it was going to be an emotional day.
9: It was. It, you know what? It very much still is.
3: Well, you know, mm-hmm. keep being in those feelings, uh, Kiki. Do you love me? Do whatever dance you need to do today, Yao. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Thanks for doing the podcast, man.
4: Brian. Brian. Slow.
3: I'm here with my father-in-law Brian. Um, he's pumped. Uh, he's telling me that uh, the the Raptors are all over the American media, which is all we ever want. You yeah, know what I mean? We, we just want, be happy about we, we that. We want that American recognition. Uh, Brian, <laughs> how you doing? Thanks for uh, coming on the podcast.
10: Hey, Freddie. Hey, Matt. Glad to be here. Yeah, the uh, the internet, all the sports. Broadcasting stations all blown up. Uh, they're all over the map on who won, who lost, why'd they do it. I love is Masai it. Masai crazy, you know everything like that.
3: So uh, is Masai crazy?
10: Um, he's taking a big risk.
3: It's a it's the hugest risk. I I mean, in Raptors history, easily. So oh
10: yeah, I mean, the upside is they're the best in the East if he comes through.
3: Yeah, I think so. And um if if he's you know what, 80, 90% of what he was, I I, well, I don't know what is it now a year and a half ago, then he's maybe the best player in the conference or he's one of them maybe him or you know the Greek freak or uh, or Embiid, but um yeah, it gives yeah. us a good chance against Boston.
10: Yeah, that I mean the consensus is if he if he plays like he he's capable and has it'll put the raptors way ahead with where they're going with derogian and i think what happened in last last season's series against cleveland where just dis, disappeared
5: yeah. especially
10: the last game he got benched oh yeah i, I, I think they, the general manager and the management of the raptors just the, you know we're never going to get there he's a good player he loves the city the city loves him but we're never going to get to the next level counting on him and i think that was what the whole thing was about
3: i think so too you know it's even if we were a good team we won 59 games and you know for the most part we were pretty young it just was too devastating and uh you know people wanted change i i I was really upset when they fired casey but as it as the summer's gone along i recognize that you got to keep a certain amount of momentum. And I think just getting creamed by LeBron and particularly that Cavaliers team in the way that it happened. Like if I'm not mistaken, DeRozan actually he got teched out of the fourth game mm-hmm. um, before, you know, he, he basically, he was a dirty, oh, a dirty, they, it was a dirty foul or he, something.
10: Maybe you're right. Yeah. Maybe they did. Maybe he did get technical and had to sit, but, but. It,
3: it was a, yeah, it was a rough, it was a rough series and a bad look for him. But, yeah, um,
10: I, you know, we're, we're, we're watching it from the States and we don't get that many games down here, but you know, I, 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 follow them as best I can. Oh yeah. And DeRozan was, you know, he, he was probably the most beloved athlete in Toronto for years, isn't he?
3: Yeah. I mean like, uh, even, even over the Leafs or anybody else, I, I think for a little while he was the guy, um, I don't know if you've been following any hockey stuff, but the Leafs also made some big trades this year. Oh yeah, they got they got Tavares, so he's uh, no longer the guy. Yeah,
10: yeah. (laughs) Well, let's face it. You know, you're Canadians. You know, you're born with hockey. So exactly, and you know, Matthew, you're you're, everybody's still a big hockey fan. Oh yeah,
3: Yeah. now I I, I was saying uh, I was saying earlier today to uh, to Thomas on the phone. That, um, oh, no, sorry, to, to Matt on the phone that if even if the Leafs made the finals, that would be such a big event for hockey in general. and oh, for sure. It would just be out of control. Mm-hmm.
10: Um, That's where they belong.
3: Yeah, exactly. Like oh, that, I mean, so. hockey, I like
10: <laughs> hockey needs Canadian teams to be in the finals.
3: Now you're you're you're, you don't need a Tampa Bay or an Arizona or
10: a Nashville. (laughs) You know that's not hockey
3: town. Oh, what are you talking about? Phoenix hockey? That's like they (laughs) go together, right? Uh, So what what do you think about a guy like Kawhi who won't play? Like what's 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 this about? Like is this you know?
10: if he ever has he talked to Masai yet? Have they actually physically talked to him?
3: We haven't heard anything. The only thing we know is that apparently he's reporting to um, the the camp at Team USA in in two weeks. Well,
10: the first thing if I was Masai or anybody, the first guy from the Raptors talked to him says, "Where's your head at? Why are you leaving San Antonio? They had the best coach in the world there, a players coach. Yep, had a good team." Why didn't he want to stay there? So you know there's something going on with his head.
3: Yeah, and if he wants, you know, exposure and the 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 Nike shoe contract and big money and all that kind of stuff, that doesn't bode well for Toronto because you know, even though we're a big city, we 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 don't have ESPN. We don't have those big markets. Right, you're not.
10: He's not going to get the exposure there that he would in L.A. And that's where I keep here, and that's where he wants to end up.
3: Yeah, and he's a hard. Like the rumors are hard to figure out with this guy because I've also heard that um, as soon as LeBron went to LA, he told his people he didn't want to play with LeBron.
10: Well, he so, didn't want to be second fiddle. As I think, what I've been hearing.
3: Oh, okay. Well, he, I, he
10: would end up being, you know, second fiddle to LeBron.
3: Oh yeah, you're you're always number uh, two that's if you're kind of what
10: what everybody was saying is, you know that. Uh, he he always said he wanted to play for the Lakers, but once LeBron's there, then he knew he you know he was going to be the backup or you know not not backup, but he wasn't going to get all the glory that he would. So he he might he might end up loving Toronto. I mean, Toronto loves the Raptors.
3: Yeah, you know, and we're getting more popular every year. Sorry, Matt, do you have a question? Or? I just have uh, because it's
4: enough, like DeRozan's from Los Angeles as well, right? Yeah, wants yeah. Uh, could want to play for the Lakers. I know he turned it down before, but um does this completely if 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 Kawhi walks onto the Lakers, does this completely end DeRozan's chance of going to the Lakers? Like could they find a way to afford LeBron, Kawhi and DeMar? Or well, they have a hit? lot of cap room? Yeah, yeah I guess The Lakers that's true.
10: have a lot of cap room and and there's all these business decisions and cap room and contracts that Everybody's throwing around, and, and that was part of the reason I, I keep, keep hearing people say why the Raptors didn't hurt too bad getting rid of derosion. It freed up cap room. They kept the young players. So the trade really they didn't think. The consensus is the Raptors won this trade.
3: Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. I, yeah, I think so. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm kind of shocked that we didn't have to give up um, OG or Pascal Siakam. Yeah. because
10: Well, that's what they wanted. Yeah,
3: yeah, and and those... Oh, they were
10: asking for all that, and the Raptors wouldn't do it. Yeah.
3: I can't believe Masai had any leverage in this trade, because we got the best player. (laughs) I mean, maybe that's just it, though. Maybe we got the best player, but we couldn't talk to him. Well,
10: that's it. It was over in in San Antonio, and they just wanted to get what they could get, and they held. They got a good player.
3: (laughs) Oh, yeah. DeRozan, I think, is going to do pretty well in San Antonio. Yeah,
10: who's there? Uh, Aldridge? Yeah, they're gonna
3: be paired with Aldridge down there. Yeah, they got Aldridge, him, uh, Pirtle, who will be like I'm San Antonio. He'll he'll be good uh, in San Antonio, I think, because he's a uh, he's one of those guys. He's like a he's from Switzerland, and he's very kind of like yeah. He was a, he was a decent backup. Yeah, he's not bad. You know, he's not yeah. like uh, he's very unassuming. You know, he's got that. He's like a Swiss watch. You know, yeah. he's got <laughs> He's on time. Yeah, he's fine tuned. Uh, the
10: only problem. He's good. Is, is Derosian's now still got to go through? Not just LeBron. He's got to go through Golden Ooh. State too. So, oh, yeah. you know, <laughs> San Antonio's not going anyplace quick.
3: Yeah. I, I'm trying to think about um, a guy earlier in the podcast said he thought San Antonio was going to finish fourth in the West. And as optimistic as I am about them, there's just so many good teams in the West. Like OKC, yeah. you know, Minnesota, Portland. I don't know if San Antonio. Houston,
10: didn't Matt just say Houston? Yeah, Houston, yeah, Houston
3: Golden State. So I don't know. I mean, I, I assume they would make the playoffs probably, but they don't have They, that they many. kept
10: saying on a lot of the stuff I was hearing is that Popovich didn't want to start rebuilding at his age. That's fair. So he, he was ready to get a, a ready-made star and make the best of what he had for the short time because what is Popovich? He's an old man.
3: Oh yeah, I mean, and I, I keep so, feeling like I keep feeling like he's prepping his uh, his politics game. You know, he's yeah. he's, get, he's getting ready to run for office,
10: and he could, he could. He's, he's pretty, very outspoken, yeah. and uh, and he's
3: popular says too.
10: What do what he thinks, so you never know.
3: So do other you, uh, people have
10: done that; they've gone gone into politics from it. So, yeah. I, the the big question mark is is I think on the whole thing is is Leonard Ted. Why Leonard's head? Where's it at? Is he going to actually show up? Is he going to pass a physical? Is he going to get hurt the second game and, you know, pull his, what he did last year to San Antonio? Yeah, if that I- happens, then it's going to blow up. But you got some great upside there, too, man.
3: Oh, we got some huge upside. I'm, I'm wondering what the physical is going to be about because... You know, is this not the whole issue? His 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 camp saying, Oh, my injury's like this. San Antonio's saying, No, you're fine. So when we run a physical, what if we find something? We can't reverse this trade. DeRozan's not coming back, right? Like well, the trade wasn't pending a physical? Uh oh, no. I'm
10: sure it is.
3: Well no, I know that's what usually? I'm saying. Yeah. So I think he uh Kawhi's gonna have to go through a physical. Yeah. So what oh, I'm he saying will, is,
10: yeah. Yeah, is, they both will have to, but the, the, I can't believe DeRozan would come back and 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 not hold a grudge. Oh, it, that, is it, <laughs> they told him last week to his face that he wasn't going to be traded. Is that true?
3: Uh, apparently, they told him that in summer league. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, there's no loyalty in, in sports.
4: Yeah.
10: That's yeah. for
3: sure. Um, you know, with Isaiah Thomas getting injured for the Celtics, he gets traded uh, mm-hmm. for Kyrie, and now we trade. Drozen, who's the, really the, the first and only guy who, who ever really adopted this city. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And
10: yeah, that's the hard part about the whole thing.
3: If you're a Torontonian, today is, is, a, is a weird day because Kawhi might be better than any player we've ever had. He might even be better than Vince Carter. Um, yeah. I read, a, I read a fact
4: that no player in any of the sports in Toronto has stayed uh, for 10 seasons with the same team. So, wow. in,
3: what do you mean in any sport?
4: In like, no hockey player, no basketball player, no baseball player has been like drafted or been only with a Toronto team and stayed there for ten seasons. Damar has the record with nine. Wait, anyway. even the Leafs? Yeah, the Leafs. Like Sundin played that's for far, other teams. Uh, that's hard to believe. There was no Leaf there. That you know what I mean, wow. it's like people that played for other teams. Yeah, Matt.
3: Matt's obsessed with the Leafs. So I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm trying to search. I'm trying <laughs> yeah. to search my head right yeah. now to prove all you wrong. Those, but I'm all like, those players, played,
4: yeah, all our best players. Most of them played for other teams. Hmm. Doug Gilmore, Matt Dean, you know—they all play for different teams.
10: Yeah. Well, like uh, my my view, just from what I've been seeing and and watching and knowing the the two players, is a lot of upside there. And, and if he comes through, I I think you got as good a chance as you've ever had. Now that LeBron's gone, to win, to finally win the
3: East. Oh yeah, and and how about this lineup? You know, you got Lowry, Danny Green. Kawhi, maybe we we'll put OG at the four or Serge or something. Siakam and Jonas. That's a pretty. That's a pretty nasty defensive lineup, don't you think?
10: Yeah, yeah. Well, that's what he brings. He's he's a great defensive player when he wants to.
3: Yeah, well, I think we probably could have used him last year when LeBron was just yeah. embarrassing us again.
10: Yeah, there was you could. There was nobody that could even put a, put a stop to LeBron. Any he could score at will. It was embarrassing.
3: <laughs> it was yeah no i had to i had to eat a lot of crow because i yeah. was pretty confident the only thing i i can i can say that i was proud of was i was not one of the people who wanted to play lebron i knew a lot of raptors fans who, who like when he started to struggle against indiana they were like bring on lebron yeah. you got to beat the best and i remember saying no i, I don't want to play him <laughs> yeah i don't want to play this guy again he's too good he's gonna find a way and he did you know
10: well uh, he's gone now. So you got a great opportunity. So hopefully it, it works out because you, you had to give up a great player to get him.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I guess, I guess that's the, uh, that's like the underlying we we had to, you know, give up someone we really love for someone who is hopefully better. That's that's sports. Um, well, Brian, that's a, that's kind of it for the time, but I, I got a question uh, for you that I'm, I'm going to ask. Uh, I'm asking everybody a fan question. Is that cool with you? Sure. Okay, so um, let's see. What's a good one here? All right, here we go. Um, what's the best Canadian brand to sponsor Kauai? So wow. at, at any Canadian company, you know, which company should should Kauai work with? Should, should it be a Hudson Bay company, the Bay?
10: <laughs> well, he, 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 it's... You can't you can't use Tim Hortons
3: because that's a hockey. Yeah, yeah, they they got the hockey thing unlocked. Swish La, yeah. Swish La. Oh yeah, him dunking
4: chicken into the sauce—that'd be fun.
3: <laughs> Just, yeah, there you go. I think we figured it out.
10: <laughs> Yo, know, you got me stumped on that one, Freddie. I, I would go for a beer, but
3: uh, yeah. Awesome. He, yeah, but that's I mean, kind of a hockey. <laughs> you know, too, no, no. I, I think that's the right answer. Just a Molson Canadian. Yeah. You know, it needs yeah. to rebrand. Actually, yeah. they'll use Kawhi. He's a he's a very like, you know low key guy. He doesn't drive like fancy cars or anything. So it's true. Yeah. Just, yeah, yeah, he's a beer guy. They'll they'll, they'll have a uh, like a nice little commercial of him showing up to a cottage, grabbing a two four. You know what I mean? Going fishing.
10: Yeah. Yeah. Having a two four uh, Bolson with him. There you go.
3: There you go. That's that's his that's his brand. Um, yeah. Well, uh, Brian, I think
10: you've done it, Freddie.
3: Okay, we figured it out. I'll pitch it to him. See what he there thinks. There
10: you go. As long as you're in it.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll be like, um, honestly, I'm an actor, so <laughs> dude, you got to <laughs> let me in on this commercial. Like, I'll help write it and everything. <laughs> um, awesome. Well, uh, th- thanks for doing the podcast, Brian.
10: Yeah. I I had a great time. Hopefully, this works out. Good talking to you,
3: Fred.
6: Alex. Alex Wood.
3: Awesome. So, uh, I'm here with, uh, my buddy, uh, Alex Wood, super funny dude. I promise you he knows a lot about <laughs> basketball in the pre, in the previous <laughs> intro. Yeah. I made it seem like I, uh, I just picked him up off on the street and I was a uh, weekend at Bernie's him around. Um, Alex, how you doing, buddy? I'm good.
0: I, uh, I feel like I'm happy with today's events. I was stressed at first, but now I've accepted it and I'm ready for this new chapter.
3: Yeah, it seems like everyone I've called so far is that they kind of, they start by by talking me through like how the journey they've been on in the day. My mom talked about her stomach pains. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my father-in-law was talking about uh, seeing uh, more Raptors coverage in, uh, in, in the South. He lives in South Carolina than he's ever seen. Uh, He said there was six straight hours of Raptors coverage on the ESPN. So that's, yeah, everyone's going through a lot today. So so where where are you now?
0: Um, I I feel like at first I was really scared with a lot of paranoia about, uh, what if if he's not the same player as he was before? And what if he doesn't want to play hard for Toronto? Like, what if he basically, you know, has a terrible season? And then I realized, like, this is a contract year for him. Yep. Like uh, an, in his prime, this is probably the biggest contract year of your entire career. Yep, and he has to deliver. And I think that he knows. Like, man, great if I bring, point. yeah, if I bring a second team to the NBA Finals, do you know what I mean? For uh, sure. Like, then the, that yeah, he's he's, he's trying to things
3: for me. He's trying to you know convince everyone he's a max. He's a max guy. Yeah, and once you get out of that bracket, that max bracket, you can't get back into it. Or, I mean, it's, it's, it's much harder. Mm-hmm. Even mm-hmm. The, the Spurs trading him eliminated the potential of the Supermax offer. So he can't oh, get, yeah, he, he can't get offered what Westbrook got offered, no. for instance, already. yeah. So, yeah, I, I think that's a good point. Like, even if he's just selfish as hell, he wants to have a good season.
0: And if he cares about legacy at all, it's on the table that he could bring the Raptors to the finals, and then even if they don't win and he goes to let's say the clippers next year somewhere else he mm-hmm. could be one of those oh did you just bring three teams to the finals
3: yeah, yeah that, the, that, that's all a great point the same
0: opportunity lebron has you know
3: for sure totally cuz cuz he's been to the finals what twice with spurs and one once
0: right yeah. exactly
3: yeah so that's that's a pretty solid resume for a 27 year old two two defensive yeah, player of the year finals mvp yeah, finals mvp my god um so you, we've done a lot of uh, DeRozan commiserating, but I kind of like uh, the focus on Kawhi here. So what are you thinking? Um, what's a, what's it going to look like with him on the floor? You know, we've talked a little bit about potential starting lineups. Um, and if you have an idea of that, please go for it. But we, what's the identity of the team? Like, are we going to run pick and rolls? Is it going to be a sharing system? Are we going to be a defense first team? What's, what's your like initial, you know... First thoughts on what the encore product is going to look like.
0: I think they're going to be a defense-first team, and I think we already got the point guard for it. Uh, and I think you're going to also just see everybody. That's what these great players do: raise their their level, right? Right. So Lowry's already a solid defender. I think you're going to see him play maybe his best defensive basketball of his career.
3: That would be very think, exciting.
0: Yeah, and I think maybe JV won't be. Um, we won't have to hide and be worried about JV even as much. Maybe he can toughen up. If Leonard carries any of that swagger over to the team, that he's always just seen that like that quiet, confident, hard worker that leads by example. So I think, yeah, they're going to be defense first. I think on the other end, really what is going to be that awful about losing DeMar, as, as tough as that is to say, where
3: Quai might be a better scorer than him? Oh, I mean, I think he's certainly a more efficient scorer um, at the very least. But, um, yeah, no, I think there's a a, a lot of uh, analytical evidence I would say he is a better scorer. Um, Yeah. You you know, he's maybe never handled the volume. I think DeMar sometimes doesn't get enough credit for earning the ability to uh, handle the ball as much as he did and run sets. Yes, I know he was never a part of, like, a championship team. But just to become the guy where you handle the ball that much and make um, a ton of decisions. That's like, um, that's a level that's just hard to reach in the NBA period. And the Spurs, you know, they never really played like that. So hopefully this is also, you know, an opportunity for nurse to, you know, work more towards what Kawhi is familiar with versus, you know, the identity of kind of, uh, you know, you got to satiate DeRozan with touches.
0: Right. And I, I think, you could see even more ball movement than last year with the team now.
3: Yeah, no, I think like we should, right? Like Danny green and Kawhi are both fairly selfless players. How about this? If we're talking about our encore product and, and the effect Kawhi is going to have, you know, I mean, I guess there's a lot of assumptions when it comes to Kawhi, but we're, we're talking about it in in a you know, we don't know what he's thinking, right? We don't know what's going Uh on with his leg. So we have to talk about it from the player that we know. And, um, You know, this is, it's going to be a huge effect on OG, right? Playing a year with Kawhi. Yeah. That's the guy he's supposed to become. Yeah. Um, You know, I think it's, it's been positive for Siakam and Ibaka to play together. Um, And yeah, there's going to be a, a, we're going to be a really switchy, plucky, defensive, long team. I I think his health is fine because I think he wanted
4: to go to that camp to up his trade value, to show that he can still play. Right, I think if I think if he was really in a concern about his health, he wouldn't want to do that. You yeah, know, he'd still be moping off in his compound somewhere.
3: I, Uncle mope, Dennis moping off in, in his compound. <laughs> moping off sounds like dirty. It does sound yes. Um, uh, Alex, what do you think moping off means <laughs> when it comes to koala? Qual- <laughs> what, what kind of thoughts does that uh, it's, uh, conjure it's for
0: up? Sure a sad. It's a sad janitor. Masturbation in a closet thing for
3: sure.
0: I was just moping around in the janitor's closet.
3: Uh, I could just see the principal. Did you mean mopping? And the guy's just like, no, moping.
0: (laughs) Moping Um, off. It's uh, it's sad. sad. You guys, a question. Sure. Do you think that this move makes the Raptors the favorite in the East now? Because I don't. That Boston team is still terrifying to me.
3: Um, Yeah. So, uh, without you know obviously i've uh, it's it's pretty well known that i i slag boston <laughs> on a fairly regular basis but um just from like you know trying to be as detached as possible i would say that uh i do think it makes us the favorite in the east um again there's so many assumptions uh you know if you're comparing these two teams let's assume uh hayward makes a full recovery and can play uh-huh. let's assume kyrie Uh, for once in his life has a healthy season. Let's assume that Tatum continues into, you know, superstardom, basically. Let's assume that uh, Horford doesn't age uh, too fast. Or that Brown is, you know, maybe an all-star guy. So there's lots of different, like, but if we're assuming the best from both teams, uh, I think for me, Kawhi really does tip it just because he's better than Irving. He's better than Tatum. He's better than Hayward and and much better, yep. like quite a bit better. Mm-hmm. So I think that really does tip the scales. Um, and this Raptor squad, you know, I, I'm, I'm one, I, I'm, maybe I'm delusional, but I, I was one of the only people who think, who thought that we didn't need to shake things up again. I'm happy that we made ourselves better. Cause you just, you, you know, you know, golden state got boogie, right? You don't stop trying right. to improve. So that's kind of where I'm coming from. But I just think defensively, what we have and the switchability and OG in his second year, Siakam in his third year, um, you know, DeLon, Van Vliet. We're, we're not only top heavy, we're ridiculously deep. So, but again, Boston, Boston before this trade, I would say that Boston had the second best roster in the NBA. It was them or Houston. It was pretty tight. Mm-hmm. Um, right. But I think that just in terms of identity, um, if you are are not giving Rozier 30 minutes a game, Boston's defensive potential's capped, and I also think that Tatum is better than Hayward, so they gotta figure out what's going on there I, I both both teams are really really, really good, so i I mean I think it's it's the Raptors, but I don't think anyone who assumes that Boston is still better is necessarily you know out to lunch mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I also
0: think that um you're gonna see it ultimately. This this trade work out for both players, the main players, Demar and Kawhi, because apparently they're both right now miserable with this trade, according to All of according to Demar's right. Snapchat, yeah. <laughs> and I think you're going to see Demar pull uh, the best season of his career next year. I 100
3: I percent I agree. I actually said that earlier in the episode. Uh, I, I think Demar is so such a such a hardworking guy, and the Spurs have transformed much lesser players into more efficient versions of themselves. So, I mean, DeMar plus Pop, that he's going to have the best season of his career, easily, I would say.
0: Of course, and he's always responded really well to chips on his shoulder. When, when the rankings of Sports Illustrated came out and had him not in the top 30, he said that that fueled him. So this is going to for sure make him, oh, okay, I mean, this team lied to me and told me I wouldn't be traded within the last two weeks and now I'm going to play for one of the greatest coaches of all time like he can really tap into that
3: and, and since you brought up Sports Illustrated uh, one of my favorite podcasts is, uh, is Ben Golver and Andrew Sharp and uh, man those guys are low on DeRozan and Ben's favorite team is the Spurs so mm. Ben if you listen to this podcast and I'm sure you don't because I'm totally <laughs> irrelevant to you but if this somehow gets to you I hope you enjoy DeMar cuz you deserve Demar and you're going to love him and you're going to regret a lot of the things you said about him. Nice. So, so that, that's a little that's a little jab at Ben Gulliver, <laughs> Um who I actually love so much. He's the best. But uh no they they're, they're ridiculously low on Derozan and I think you know there's going to be some well w- w- what's it called when you change your opinion um after the fact and pretend like that was always your opinion? There's a saying for that, isn't there? Yeah. Sorry, this is bad podcasting. <laughs> pe- pe- hindsight. Pe- pe- hindsight. <laughs> hindsight. Oh, my God. Yeah, no. Hindsight. Yeah. No, there's there's going to be a lot of hindsight uh, with DeRozan, and I think a lot of people are going to be very impressed with him on the Spurs, and they're going to look at him totally differently uh, in even his previous seasons. But, yeah, yeah. I, think
0: what's ex- I agree. Well, I think what's exciting from our end, this is what ultimately makes me happy about this trade. Next year in the playoffs, for the first time, in my opinion, since probably Vince Carter against the Knicks, are we hands down? We have the best player in a series when we're going into the playoffs. And I don't think that we've really truly had that.
3: Well, I mean, we can almost extend that a little bit further. Do we have the best player in the conference?
0: Yeah, exactly. And if he's the player that he used to be, we most certainly do.
4: God, like doesn't he want to play? He's had, he only played nine games last year. He's going to be rusty as hell. You think he's just going to walk onto the Lakers next year after not playing for two seasons and uh, dunking like Jabbar? It's not going to happen.
3: Yeah, well, I don't know. I don't know if he ever dunked like Jabbar, but uh, I do. A, see, Matt always mocks me because I was on a I was on a TSN uh, basketball thing. Shout out to Al and Shane for get me on there. And um, uh, they were talking about LeBron, and I was like, "He's gonna pass Jabbar!" And my voice went up so high and so nasally, yeah, it broke through the ceiling. It broke through the ceiling, and Matt, Matt will often play that clip for me to listen to. And it hurts every time. I gotta tell you. Um, okay. Alex, we've, uh, we, we've come up to our time here, but, um, let me ask you one of the fan questions. If, uh, if that's cool with you, let's go. Okay. Um, oh, I like this one. This one's from, uh, come from Jonathan Yam. Um, what pose would you choose for a DeMar DeRozan statue? <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, holding a bottle of proactive, <laughs> and reading the instructions on them uh, and how to—that's too mean. I love him. He's one of my oh, favorite rappers of all time. Guy. But I had to get him a more proactive joke. on the Yeah, the sure,
3: sure. Okay, <laughs> you know we actually have uh, so uh, some extra questions here too. So let me ask you another one. Um, this one's coming from Marco Multisanti. Does Demar eventually return and retire a raptor? Oh,
2: you know if Vince
0: didn't, who really does? But I think that Demar loved the city so much that he for sure will. You know what? Even if it's one of those, he doesn't play the actual game. He just, you know, signs the fake oh, okay. contract and retires that day.
3: Like a Roy Halladay yeah. scenario? Yeah. I would love exactly. that. I, I mean, I just, I've loved watching DeMar grow so much. And he put the city on our back. Hashtag, I got us. Hashtag, prove him. I think Masai you know?
4: will have to be gone. He'll have to be a, a new president for him to yeah. want to come back and do any kind of ceremony.
3: Yeah, you hear, you, pissed. You hear that, Masai, who yeah, for sure also pissed. listens to this podcast? <laughs> yeah. Um, Well, Alex, uh, thank you so much, dude. I appreciate you doing the podcast Uh and uh, all your basketball takes. Ben, ben Davies. So we are here um with a good friend of mine, Ben Davies, massive Raptors fan. I know he's going through... Uh, a shit ton of feelings today. He just told me that he broke, uh, he broke the news to his brother. Um, this, is, this is a where were you kind of day, you were saying, Ben. Um, where were you? I was on Facebook first thing in the morning. Oh, yeah. And just, nice and healthy like me.
2: I just, yeah, no, I just kind of, I just kind of saw it. And it was kind of uh, like an oh my God moment. And my my brother, Justin Davies, JDA TM was uh you know, he was just at home. He was asleep, and I woke him up. And I was like, "You better <laughs> turn on TSN."
3: Yeah, hey, dude. You better t- <laughs> so, were you with him on the phone when he, um, like, when he figured out it was DeRozan? Like, did did like, I, what was his reaction?
2: Well, he, we were we were both pretty stunned. Like, it's yeah. kind of a shell shocking. So neither you know, was like, landmark. "I hate DeRozan.
3: This is great," or neither was nah. like, "Oh my god, this is awful."
2: Um, I guess I was. I was a little bit more towards this is awful. Okay, you know, like I'm, I'm feeling a lot of emotions to be honest. Me you too. Know? So like it's sad to see DeMar go. You know, he's, he's probably the greatest Raptor in team history. Oh, for me, for it's guy. easily
3: the best. He's the best Raptor, like hands down.
2: Yeah, and like, like career-wise, what he's kind of. Yeah, like in terms of like what he's done for the Raptors, his statistics. You know, in his prime, you know. I might give it to Vince in terms of if we're like just comparing the primes. Yeah. But like, you know, the Rosen's kind of all time in my mind. Um, And you're trading for a guy, you know, who could be an MVP. He's clearly better than DeMar. Yeah. You know, when you, when you look at like the resumes and what he's done, you know, like Leonard is, he's, he's the whole package. He's everything.
3: And his, his prime Leonard is, uh, you know, has been better than Vince Carter's prime, right? Sure. Is that well, he's fair? He's won the championship. Yeah, he's a yeah, finals MVP, yeah. two-time defensive player of the year. Um, how about this? So, you, you know, you're talking about Vince, you're talking about DeRozan, yeah. talking about uh, Leonard. Is, is Leonard the alpha dog? Does he care to be? You know, who's the I got us guy? Who's the franchise guy now? Is it Lowry? Is it... Uh, Lorenzo Brown. Van Bleet. Yeah. No,
2: no. I I think it's Valentunas, to be honest with you. I think Valentunas is going to have a massive year this year. He's longest Um, tenured,
3: right? Yes. At this point?
2: Yeah. Yeah. I I think JV's in line for a big year. Um, Hmm. But I I also, you know, I I think it's really Leonard's team to be had. Like, if he wants to come and just take over everything he can, you know, yeah, like he like has the, the keys, keys to the, the city. The keys are in his hand like we've given him everything and if he wants to be that guy, like we want him to be that guy.
3: And he has giant hands. So obviously obviously have a big, a big key for him. You know what I mean? Just so it doesn't like slip out of his hand or whatever. Um what's your uh what's your feeling on like some of the, you know, some of the periphery uh stuff on the trade? You know, Danny Green, Yaka Perdle, this this uh unprotected pick. Um, we, what's your thoughts there? Uh, I'm, I'm okay
2: with the pick because it's, uh, you know, it's like 20 and up like, like the, the picks after 20 aren't going to be very
3: significant. Yeah. And then it's, so it, I'm, I'm it turns okay into the two, uh, two second rounders immediately the next year. So that's basically what we gave the Spurs is two second round picks.
2: Like, again, I'm, I'm kind of mixed, you know, like if, if Cl- Leonard is coming in and saying, you know, I want to sign a long-term deal you know, and I'm, I'm all in on the Raptors, then yeah, like, Jakob Purtle, DeMar DeRozan, like, it's a great deal. But if we go ahead and end up losing him, you know, in the offseason, and we just, we don't get, um, you know, what we need, then, like, basically, we've given up our face of our franchise for nothing, you know, and, and for yeah. me, Purtle, like, he's a piece. You know, like I wish him well in San Antonio. I think, you know, Popovich is going to turn him into an incredible player. You know, and he's yeah, going to be Pop- one of those Popovich's guys. Popovich is going to have a field about. day
3: with Pirtle.
4: of, yeah. of those uh, of OG of uh, Delon, uh, Siakam, and Pirtle, would you say he was the one out of that group that you wanted to send if you could to to the Spurs? Like you, you wouldn't have sent Delon right over Pirtle, would you?
3: I would have sent DeLon over Pertle, yes. Really? Personally, yeah. Oh. Okay. Just because I think that Norm, if he had more regular minutes, could contribute. I really, really like DeLon. Um, I just think that I, for me, I, I would have sent DeLon or Fred just because I think wow. we have so much depth at the point guard position. Yeah. Um And, you know, center's not an issue for us, too, because that's really what Surge should be playing. Yeah. But um, for me, it would, yeah, it would have been Pertle or one of those two. My, my absolutely nots were Siakaminoji. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, sorry Ben. Yeah, it's the same question. I just jumped in there.
2: Well, no, but like, there's a part of me that's like, do, do I want OG over DeRozan? And like, ultimately, I I guess I do. But like, DeMar has meant more to the team than OG. Totally. You know, Siakam and all these guys. You know, so for me, it's uh, you know, it's more of an it's more of like, do you want? do you want Kawhi Leonard for seven years? Yes. What are you willing to give him? What are you willing to give up for him? And I think we would give any of these guys to get Kawhi for that. Right. But if you're getting him just for a song, you know, the year it's a rental, you know, he's unhappy, you know, he doesn't really want to be in Toronto and you're taking a gamble on him. You know, it's a real swing and miss kind of. Yeah. You no know, approach. And, and I admire the, you know, the, the tenacity, the ambition of Masai saying, you know, I want I want to go for it. This is the year. And there's a there's a big part of me that hopes it works out, you know. But if Kawhi is just like a diva, he's like, I won't play for the Raptors. And he ha- holds out, you know, it could be a real mess that blows up in everyone's face. And, and not everyone, like the Raptors' face and Masai's face. And in the meantime... You know, I can see DeRozan and Pirtle fitting in quite well in San Antonio.
3: Yeah. Here's a question. If uh, if it does become, a you know, a year-long rental and Kawhi does leave, how does that – how does the Paul George um, re-signing – reflect like did did, does it make it seem like let me just rephrase that question Uh, was Masai considering what happened in OKC with Paul George when he started going after Kawhi
2: for sure like you're you're clearing DeMar DeRozan is making LeBron James type of money and the problem is is DeMar DeRozan is not at the level of a LeBron James and if you're going to pay this guy you know, all this money, you, you want to secure these types of players because they don't come along too often. So what Masai is basically saying is, okay, OKC uh, wooed Paul George into, you know, OKC and uh, seduce them with the city and all, all of that. And Masai is trying to do the same thing, saying these guys don't grow on trees. I'm paying this guy $28 million or whatever it is a year to be the guy. I'm going to go ahead and get the guy, even though, though he's disgruntled. I'm going to give up the, this big contract. It's basically an albatross of, of a contract that DeRozan has. And in a year or so, you're going to go, you're, you're, you're either going to go completely into a rebuild, or you're going to say, okay, Kawhi Leonard, we're going to go for a championship. And each case is different. It's a case-by-case basis where, um, you know, OKC, they got Paul George. That doesn't necessarily mean we're going to get Kawhi Leonard. But you know, you see
3: the influence, right? And and DeRozan, you know, he was always so hard to rate because he was really, really good, but he was overpaid. And yeah. he improved every year, but not enough for you know to to make a statement in the playoffs. And you like know,
2: LeBron, LeBron was already bought better than Demar within his like first or second years in the league.
3: Oh, of course. And 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 that's always the tough part about basketball, too, because I've said this a couple times in the podcast, but I think there's only really, a, you know, 9, 10, maybe 11 superstars. And quite often, there's a pretty big gap between the superstars and the stars. And I'm sure, you know, DeRozan and, and Lowry have had superstar moments, but, you know, none of them's put together anything compared to a season that like, let's say Giannis has, you know, you don't even, don't even worry about LeBron for a second, but like, you know, a legitimate superstar, like Giannis has done things that, yeah, like, you know, in the play, just in general that DeRozan and Lowry, you know, they have nothing on. So that's tough too, because there's only 30, there's 30 teams in the league, but there's only, you know, 10 superstars. Mm -hmm. So, if you want to keep the best players, you kind of have to pay them like superstars, and that's what happens when you, you, you get, like, Wall. Wall, I think, is like, you know, he's right – Oh, he's almost there. Um, you know, Blake Griffin is not a superstar, paid like one. Um, some people would even say Damian Lillard is not a superstar. I think he's another guy who's kind of – he's a bit better than DeRozan, but he's, he's not – Anywhere as close to um, you know he's not close to Giannis either. You know mm-hmm. what I mean. So it's it's tough to rate these guys, and but you have to because it's all about contracts. Well, but also think, put it in perspective of the Toronto
2: Raptors. You know, Demar, in, in, in a lot of ways, is has earned to kind of be the Kobe Bryant of the Toronto Raptors. You know, like should should he have should the loyalty that he committed to the team being you know, paid back to him when they said, you know, we're not gonna trade you in summer league, like we, we you've you've committed to us, we're gonna stand by you. Our word means something. Does that all just kinda get thrown out the window now? Like, especially oh, in the new NBA?
3: With I the think the Golden so. State
2: Warriors, just like the gloves are off and like we're going for it. We don't give we don't give, we don't we don't give a shit anymore. We're just gonna, you know, we're well, just gonna treat it like a business and, and the guys that have given everything to your team. Like every, like imagine Reggie Miller was just traded. Yeah. You know, or like Jordan just was like, okay, like we're going to trade you for Shaquille O'Neal or whatever. Totally. You know? Yeah.
3: And th- and that's why if you're a guy like Durant, you're like, fuck, okay. Okay. I'm just going to go yeah. win like crazy. Or if you're a boogie, you're like, yeah, Sacramento already traded me to New Orleans. I don't care about New Orleans. I'm just going to go wherever the hell I want to go. Because, if you know, you could be like Isaiah Thomas, who's like, I finally found a home in Boston. Is this what's going to
4: happen with DeMar now? Is he going to go like full
3: Joker uh, (laughs) approach? (laughs) I hope. Wait a second. Let's just stop right there for a second. Ben, do you think that DeMar is going to perhaps become the Joker, as Matt has proposed? Do you think there's a chance that DeMar, you know, basically has it's like a bomb in one part of the city and a bomb in another part of the city. And, you know, he's trying to find a guy like Batman. And he's like, pick, pick, pick I something have, to save, you know? I have this
2: image of the Mar falling in this big tub of acid. Yes. And he just, his skin becomes white and he comes out a little bit more hilarious. Emotionally, than, uh,
4: that's what happened to him today.
2: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think, you know, he's going to fall in. into a tub of acid. It's so Antonio
3: tub.
6: <laughs> <laughs>
3: <acid>. <laughs> um, this is, this is where we needed to get to. You know what I mean? We needed to get to Demara has become the Joker. Um, that's what all of this day was building towards. I think. Um, well, Ben, that, that's the time, but I still got a question for you uh, from, from the listeners of the podcast. Is that cool? you? Sure. Yeah. Okay. Forward. So uh, this one's coming from Marco Multisanti. Uh, on a scale of one to ten, how awkward will the Team USA camp be next week? Kawhi, <laughs> DeRozan, and Pop are all there.
2: <laughs> Honestly, I don't think it's going to be awkward at all. I think they're all like they're all making millions and millions of dollars, and I don't think they really care. Like I think the, huh. I think I think Demar is going to be a little bit awkward because he. Like, he really wanted to stay in Toronto. Yeah, he
3: was one of the only so, people who was like, I want to be a one-shirt guy. Yeah, like, he really wanted to be a Raptor. I think,
2: like, I, I don't know. I think Leonard really doesn't care. And I think Pop is just, like, he's been around so long that it's just going to be a non-issue. But I think Demar, it's going to be hard, you know? It's going to be emotional for him. Like, I, my, my heart goes to Demar. you know? Like, he oh, laid man. it on the line. I have a DeMar DeRozan jersey that I'm going oh. to bring out into basketball next time we play, Freddie. Nice. And, uh, I'll, I'll, bring, and, my, I'll
3: bring my frame jersey, <laughs> a smash it, and cry. Perfect.
5: <laughs>
3: Wait, I don't know why I would smash it. He did nothing wrong. To that, that's what's kind of tough about this. He didn't Chris Bosch us. You know no. what I mean? No. It's a, no, quite a the opposite. Guy. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, Ben, thanks for coming on the podcast. Really appreciate your takes. I'm happy to hear that um, you also... Uh, you know, uh, made sure your brother knew what was going on. You woke him up. You told him to turn on TSN. That's important.
2: Yeah, no, you got to be there for our bros. We'll be, like we'll remember this forever. The Kawhi Leonard and DeRozan trade.
3: Yeah, where, where were, were you? you? Yeah, for me, I was. Uh, where was I? I think I was on the um, rotating restaurant CN Tower. <laughs> Uh, and it was, it was I mean, going fast. It was like the Gravitron, you know what I mean? It picked up speed. Oh, yeah. We were getting sick. Um, but, yeah, dude, thanks so much. Appreciate it. Katie, Katie
4: Heindel. Heindel. Heindel.
3: All right. I'm here with uh, Katie Heindel, a Raptors writer. Um, she's hilarious. She's uh, super smart. She does... Uh, Every uh, Toronto Raptors-based podcast, and she's amazing at all of them. Uh, Katie, uh, thank you so much for joining us on this very special, historic, emotional day. Um, How are you doing? What's going on?
1: I'm okay. I feel like um, I've maybe finally started to, to, to wrangle my emotions from the rest of the day, which were just sort of like flying. Every time I thought, okay, I'm going to sit down and write something about this. Yeah. Uh, I would just start and be like, how do I even feel though? I don't know if I'll feel this way in 10 minutes.
3: Yeah.
4: A lot, so, a lot of people have walked us through the... It'd be hard to be a writer today for sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, and I guess,
1: huh? I guess like, I want to be cognizant too. Like, you know, you've seen the takes, everybody's firing off their takes and they're like, this is, this is what my argument is about it. And I just feel like in a way... DeRozan is not like a takes guy, you know, like he's so special. Like I really need to, if I'm going to write something, I really need to sit and think about it because I don't want it to just be like, Hey, have you thought about this though? You know? Yeah. Well,
3: Matt just brought up earlier on the uh, episode that DeRozan is the longest tenured, um, Toronto athlete and that includes Maple Leafs no one has been for like playing for only one team only one team yeah so yeah. he did nine straight years with the Raptors no one's which, done 10 yeah no one's done 10 no Blue Jay
4: nope. no uh, b- I, by players the way, have I, played longer but they've been uh, for their
3: teams right yeah, yeah. so I'm believing wow. Matt by the way I don't know that for a fact so if you're like a big baseball <laughs> shout fan shout out to you're like, Miller um, Gord no. Miller
1: <laughs> Sounds accurate. Um, but that's like kind of, I mean, good segue, uh, because that's sort of what is, I keep coming back to and is making me the most bummed out. Like, look, I get it. Maybe later I'll be very stoked. People are like, Kawhi, can you believe it? He's going to wear a Raptor shirt. like, I don't honestly like today. I don't even care. Like, I don't want him. I didn't like when this was happening in the morning, I was up already like getting like ready to walk my dogs. And I was like, no, this can't be happening. Like freaking out about it. I was like dreading it. I felt like full of dread. And then as it happened, it's like, okay, this is done. It's a done deal. What I kept coming back to was this thing of like, supposedly like it was reported. They told DeRozan last week in Vegas at Summer League, like, Hey, don't worry. Like you're not, you're definitely not getting traded. You're not going anywhere. And then they, kind of scramble. It seems like they, the front office like scrambles to put the deal together because there's an opportunity. And I, I also like, look, I understand it's a big opportunity. I get it. But why would you, why would you, one, why would you just tell him anything? If you're going to like, if, you, if there's a chance he could be traded, like maybe don't tell him anything or even better, like be straight up with this guy. Who's been your, the star of your franchise, like the figurehead of your franchise, like the, the heart of it. And like the hardest working guy on the team for nine years.
6: Yeah, just, I agree like, with it that. It looks
1: really bad. Like it looks yeah. to me, it's just like, it, it looks shitty optics wise. Like if we want to be like this, this great franchise, we want to attract stars. And like, re- if we're looking at a rebuild in like two years, you know, Demar's not just like the Raptors guy. He's like, almost like your favorite basketball players, like favorite basketball player kind of guy, you know, like yeah. a lot of dudes in the NBA, like really respect him. He's like a, he's a Compton
3: legend. You know, Durant said he has yeah. the best footwork in the NBA. I, I remember, like, I, this
1: doesn't look good.
3: I, yeah, I, I remember a friend of mine, um, Kirk, who's a huge basketball fan, um, very early days with DeMar, um, when he was super raw, he would always say, DeMar is going to be great. He is best friends with Harden and Curry, and that's who he chills with, and all of those guys are going to be great. Obviously, those two are a bunch better than Demar, but there is something <laughs> to be said about like you know Demar's in that club. It's it, he uh-huh. is uh, a lot of basketball players' favorite player, and yeah, we are trading more than numbers here. We're definitely trading legacy, and um, that could have a that could have a really negative effect. Uh, you know, I don't think Leonard is good, even if he has an, a really good year he's not going to necessarily be sold on playing with Lowry, you know? Um, Mm -hmm. I I don't know. I feel like there was a lot that analytics couldn't measure when it came to DeRozan. And it seems like not a lot of those things came into, came into, uh, you know, the front office's logic when they were, conducting all this like I I, I guess they paid him a lot of money so whatever it's a business but for a team Mm -hmm. like the Raptors it's been a long road to legitimacy and I get I get it we're going for broke that's cool but at the same time it can be bad it can get worse
1: like you know what always has made the Raptors like I mean obviously we're all very biased but like to me, what what has made the Raptors like interesting, and even in the times when it's like you don't have the greatest team, but everybody's like working very hard in their own way, is like it was always a team with heart and kind of like honesty, maybe even like mobility. I would go so far to say, like even if these guys like knew, okay, we're gonna we're gonna make the playoffs, but maybe like we're not gonna make it the finals this year, or but like everybody just always gave it their best shot, and I think like. I don't know. Like, do you trade, do you trade away this like great heart if you have to make a run, if you want to make a run at like legitimacy in the NBA? Because to me, that's like incredibly depressing. Like, do you have to be like, you can be, I think you can be shrewd in business without being cold and like cutthroat, but like maybe you can't.
3: I don't know. No, that's, that's a really, really good point. And it's, it's kind of hard to square the two realities of the fact that you have this person who's super dedicated to a place that so many others have scorned and you know, the best move you can make is to scorn him as hard as possible. Like, it seems like a bit, it seems like a complicated maze here where it's like, we had to hurt the guy real bad who gave us the most. Like what? Like that's like, it, this is some Harry Potter shit we're on. Know what I mean? Like,
1: like it's like,
3: DeMar was like, is he the last Horcrux? Where it's like, oh, the, you know the guy you love? Yeah, you kill him if you want to. If you want that piece of gold over there, it does seem like a little bit evil or something. Or it's just like,
1: it's, why didn't they tell him? Like, why wouldn't you just be like, hey, Demar? guess what Kawhi's available for some reason this is the other thing like didn't it seem like this was a joke like it was getting floated but it was like everyone was like it never will happen and then all of a sudden some dude in vegas is like guess what i'm gonna put the toronto actors at like the best odds for getting Kawhi. and all of a sudden it became real so was it like power suggestion for the front office Did they think okay, we should really make a run at this now like I think we've talked about this before is that now with this front office, like I know Nick nurse hasn't been around in the driver's seat for a while. And I also know it wasn't just him, but there are, there's something that was like frantic and very fast about the trade that didn't seem to like stick with historically how Maasai or the front office has made moves in the past.
4: Yeah. yeah. Do, you, do you think that, Sorry, go ahead. do you think that, Mainly what they were negotiating before the DeMar uh, idea popped up. I feel like it was like a Lowry OG, Lowry C. Ackham in the pick, and Masai wouldn't budge on it. I think that's what they probably originally wanted. And then maybe they flipped it around and took like, well, okay, we'll take maybe one of your, the weaker of the prospects you don't really care about and DeMar though. And they just went, oh, yeah, the you Spurs.
1: know, yeah, that made more sense. Cause like Lowry was like, I want to go there last summer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, um, Why
3: would they lie to DeMar if they, they were negotiating yeah. about him? You know? Yeah. It's Is it maybe a calculation that, you know, you just can't tell, like if the a player's too much of a flight risk, if you tell them that well, they're I on saw the block. Someone
1: said like, oh, they didn't want to say, cause like what if same similar to what happened with Lonzo, like his agent leaked it or something. Yeah. But right. It's, yeah.
3: Um, But I would
1: also say with like a storied, sorry, with like a storied player like DeRozan and just like your history with this guy, you trust him enough to think he would do that. I also just straight up don't think he would do that.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Same here. That does seem like a whole lot of unnecessariness. I know that's (laughs) not a word, but it it does seem like, yeah, that they went out of their way to tell him that. And I also don't really understand that then.
6: Mm -hmm.
3: why you're going to yeah tell this guy who's been like i mean the fact that he didn't take a meeting with the lakers i know i already mentioned this on the podcast it's huge it's It's such a big deal for the raptors that a major free agent looked at his hometown which is the lakers and said Mm -hmm. absolutely not i'm not even meeting with them Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. is like that's such a moment in raptors history That we we will be very lucky to ever achieve that again. Absolutely. So let's say, you know, OG gets better every year and he becomes our franchise guy. When he's up, you know, when he's past that point of whatever it is where you, you know, where a player can really start to explore the free agency, because everyone goes through the like the Anthony Davis or the Wiggins, where it's just silly to turn down the contracts that are offered to you. But I think it's like year six or seven or whichever way the uh, like the salary caps uh, or the, you know, the contracts are structured. Um, it just doesn't behoove a player to do that. But yeah, like, I, I don't know if that's ever going to happen again. Like, like a guy like, OG, maybe he'll just be like, no, I'm not staying here. Like other people can pay me. That, that, that's one thing I think a lot of Raptors fans don't understand that we're not a market that financially can compete with other markets. We're, we're, yeah. not, we're not a place where it's like, oh, if we have space, <clears throat> space for the Raptors is not equal to space with Uh, for the Lakers. Mm -hmm. That's not what this franchise is. That's not what people think about it. That's not how we have to approach winning, which is why, again, I understand the need to do the Kawhi deal, but it does seem all a bit scrambly. I I don't know if you uh, uh, listened to the Low Post with um, Ryan Windhorse, Katie, but they kind of were, you know, vaguely referenced um, that Masai's coaching search was you know the the league was kind of pissed off or they intervened somehow it seems like ever oh. since we lost to cleveland our front office has been a bit panicky and every time i've yeah. said that on the podcast people <laughs> are kind of are insinuating i'm a homer but we just don't <laughs> seem to be operating in the same casual collected Maasai way yep. I mean, maybe messiah is know. worrying about his own legacy and, and this is his first time landing a superstar. So maybe he, maybe that's the, you know, the, the deal with the devil he had to make. Sorry. I'm just kind of hypothesizing here, Katie. No, it's I mean, a good point. I
1: agree. I agree. Like, I think, uh, I mean, like we don't, we can't know for sure, obviously, but I do think if like more than, you know, if quite a few people are like, have the same feeling just by watching things unfold. Cause it, like, I can't, like, if you ask me, where's the proof, like, I can't tell you why like i where's the proof katie
6: i'm
1: just kidding (laughs) but i just there is something about it and they're not really doing anything to make me trust them further uh and i think this move it's going to reflect very badly and make players mistrustful of playing for a team like toronto which demar basically was the centerpiece of making it like of building this team in like a Team building, just in the sense of the core, also the optics of it, and making Toronto look like an appealing place for a player for a player to land. You know, like 100%. Tr- Toronto wasn't on the map until he did that. Like he did all that. So
3: he did all that. Yeah.
1: he he, did. he did had
3: us. Hashtag <laughs> prove him. We the North. That's all, DeRozan, basically, and it's also Casey and Lowry but, and Messiah. But it, you know, DeRozan's bit, the leader. <laughs>
1: yeah. And what's gonna happen? Like, how sad are you? I can't even i still can't even think about it like when my mind goes there i have to think about something else but lowry like how sad is he okay today?
3: this is a perfect transition because we're we're actually at our time but uh <laughs> i've been asking everyone some some fan questions so i i got a the the last question of the episode for you katie um and i i know you have the sensitivity to to really take this question in and answer it the right way it's from tom oh, mosher oh yeah i know a lot of pressure right Um, so yeah, it's come from Tom. How do you think the rest of the Raptors feel about this?
1: I think they feel shitty. I think they probably feel really lousy. I think you're looking at like for the young guys, this is someone who was never like a, you know, a tyrant in the locker room or it's not like a Kevin Garnett kind of situation where you're like really, or Kobe or like, you're just shitty to the young guys. Like you want these guys You want these guys on your team. You want them to do well. You're stoked for, like, anything they do. Like, you believe in, like, you're their biggest cheerleader, you know? So, like, they're now with, like, not to say Kyle's not a leader, but he's different. He leads differently than than DeMar did. Yeah, So, now you're without that guy. Kawhi's coming in, which is a huge question mark, because you're just like, I'm not going to speak many words to this guy. Unless he's, like secretly very chatty in the locker room, but I don't think so. Uh, and then you have the guys that were like, you have like Lowry and JB. Um, I mean like, you know, guys that have played with him for such a long time and also just like people he sort of instantly gelled with, you know, like CJ, maybe even a <laughs> Like, <laughs> yeah. what's going to happen with him. But you know, like, I think they're all sort of, I think everybody's going to be sort of looking a bit sideways at, um, the front office and just be like, if this, if this is where our team's at now, making these kind of cold calculated moves, like, am I next? Do I want to stay here? It's just like everyone's been in a place where their, their workplace becomes shitty like that, you Mm -hmm. know? And uh, you start to question, it affects everyone from like the top down. So I think, I think it's going to have a huge effect on not just the, the, the way the team plays, but their, their chemistry, which as we know with the Raptors is like a very fragile ecosystem.
3: Well, and it's funny how much we've emphasized, you know, in this era, chemistry and loyalty and pound the rock. And, you know, I've said it a million times, but the, the rise to legitimacy and how opposite um, all, all of that feels right now. And, And yeah, what must the players be thinking? If you're, you're, if you're a player for the Raptors, I guess, you look the, You look at the fact that we traded our most loyal player. So that must like at least cut your loyalty to the franchise in half. Ooh, yeah. You know what Absolutely. I mean? Absolutely. At least. So.
1: And I, I mean like I've been checking all day, but like just waiting, but like as far as I know, unless it's happened in the last hour, like none of them has said anything like outwardly, you know, there's been a lot of like really nice comments coming from like other guys in the league but like, it's just mum from like, Fred said, Fred which said like, something, doesn't surprise me. Oh, did? Fred did? did, did, oh, did yeah. Did Freddie? Him.
4: Yeah. Bless Fred, him. he posted a picture of him and in, in DeRozan and just said, like, he's the most realist guy I've ever met or something like that. Oof. Oh
3: yeah. my God. Oh, I'm going to As real as baby. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, honestly, if DeMar writes a player tribute, that better be a book. Yeah. Okay. I don't want no oh article. I mean, like, they better build a website for his yeah. player oh, tribute. Like it, it's better be lengthy. Uh, well, Katie, I, th- I feel like it was very fitting to end this episode with you. Yeah. Um, thanks so much for coming <laughs> on to the podcast. Look forward thanks, to what you're God. writing. Yeah. Do you, yeah. Do you, do you got any, uh, um, do you got any updates on, Um. well, when's your next column, out, column coming out for, um, uh, for the, uh. Players summer vacation, yeah, for the summer vacation watch. I'll,
1: I'll say I was gathering some up today and it was the first time I did it. And I was like, this is a chore. I'm not enjoying this. Like <laughs> yeah. my mind wasn't right, you know, uh, um, but it comes out. It'll be out on Friday. They come out every Friday in the summer. So.
3: Nice. Awesome. Um,
1: maybe it will help maybe it will be like a soothing balm a little bit of aloe vera on the yeah
3: yeah yeah we, yeah, yeah, we need some we aloe vera big time that. I want to see Damar you know on the San Antonio what do they call it the river walk I want to oh, see yeah. him on the river walk having some barbecue or something you know what I mean like I want to see him enjoying himself uh, that would make me happy yeah um, Katie thank you so much I appreciate you coming on the podcast
1: thanks for having me
3: hello
4: anyone around here speak basketball
8: there it is.
4: it's the confederacy of dunks basketball podcast